0: and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds argue with each other. All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye.
1: <laughs> You're listening to the Superpod Hero Cast, a night shift radio production. Previously on the Superpod Hero Cast,
0: episode 69. I'm Casey Ryan.
1: <laughs> I'm Todd Panic, and we watched
0: <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: Peter's brought into his mother's bedside. She's dying. It does not look like a smooth death. And as the rest of the family are basically all like, Peter, take her hand. She passes.
0: So Peter's day goes from uh, bad to worse as he runs out of the hospital and is suddenly abducted. (laughs)
1: By a tractor beam 26 years later, Morag Abandoned Planet.
0: This is the Indiana Jones sequence. Peter unlocks this door. There's this orb floating inside, a glowing. It's the Golden Idol from um
1: It's a hundred percent.
0: the yeah. same idea. And instead of having to do sandbags, he's got like almost these things that create the pull of a sun and it pulls this orb through.
1: Clever and interesting fight. He's got gadgets that do a variety of things, he manages to evade all of Korath's troops. Makes his way to his ship. He makes his way off planet. Video call comes in, which the the one night stand picks up, and Peter is not happy because it's his dad. I'm
2: here on Morag.
1: Ain't no orb, ain't no you. Well, I was in the neighborhood. I thought I'd save you the hassle. Well, where you at now, boy? I feel really bad about this, but I'm not going to tell you that. He now no longer has a buyer, but the second he sees Gamora, he doesn't care. In fact. He's so casual with his flirtation, so he's basically tossing the orb in his one hand. And as soon as Gamora sees that, kicks him in the gut, takes the orb. But we've got this wonderful three-part chase. Peter and Gamora are both going after the orb. Rocket and Groot are going after Peter. Now it ends with them all being grabbed by tractor beams and arrested.
0: We are introduced to Drax the Destroyer, and we get his backstory. Ronan murdered my wife, vet.
1: And my daughter, Camaria. He slaughtered them where they stood. No one knows what the orb is, but they assume that it's a weapon. And at this point, they're a collection of people. They're not a team.
0: They have to wait for the buyer to come to them. So what do they decide to do? They decide to go to a bar.
1: Rocket is ready to cut and run. They're not getting the bounty. They're certainly not getting the four billion units. So let's get the fuck out of here.
0: Ronan is now going to take out everybody using the stone himself. So they decide yep. they're going to go after Ronan.
1: They know that they need to stop Ronin from landing on Xandar. With him in possession of the Infinity Stone, he will be able to just literally destroy Xandar. Gamora meets up with Nebula, she tries to reason with her, but of course, Nebula is determined to prove her superiority over Gamora.
0: Rocket and Gamora and Drax and Peter are all there together with Groot. They're going to die in the crash, except for Groot makes a sacrifice. We finally get the name of the team. You're guardians of the galaxy. You're mortal.
1: How? Peter responds. Set it yourself, bitch. We're the guardians of the galaxy. Yandu leaves with the Ravagers. probably good we didn't deliver him to his dad like we were tired to do. That guy was a jackass.
0: Rocket mourns Groot by having, he's got just this twig that's left over. I'm not Terran.
1: You're half Terran.
0: Your mother was a verb. Your father. He's something very ancient we've never seen here before.
2: And now, the continuation.
0: So, Tom, did you see the article that came out that James Gunn has said that Rocket is the secret protagonist for all the f- series?
1: Yes, and I could not stop thinking about that throughout this movie. And it
0: kind of fucking made
1: sense. It kind of tracks.
0: Yeah. He is the when, secret protagonist. When
1: he has that great scene with Yandu towards the end, I'm like, oh, it's right here. It's right in front of us. It was, it was right there the whole time. It was right there the whole time. Th- that James Gunn, he's got a real bright future. He should go run a studio or something. Well,
0: not according to Twitter.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: And welcome to the Superpod Hero Cast,
1: guys with beers talking about movies with capes.
0: Episode one thirteen. I'm Casey Ryan, and I'm Todd Panic,
1: and, and we, watched we watched
0: Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume Two. Hmm. Volume Two. Todd, before we do anything, yes, yes. Happy birthday! Thanks, man. Yeah. This was uh, you a know, great podcast be- magic. This is a uh, you know, <laughs> way before your birthday. Your lovely wife, the queen herself, yep. actually celebrated her birthday yesterday. <laughs> she and, sure did. I, and when we sent that, and then I was like, Oh, we're recording Thursday for Todd's birthday, I was like, Todd and Aubrey are a month apart from each other?
1: Exact yeah. February first, March first. Yeah. Makes it easy to remember. <laughs> it sure does. That's why I asked Aubrey when we were planning our marriage if we could get married on the first of any month. She could pick it. It could be any month, but can we just pick the first? She said
0: no. Oh. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I have a tough, it's a tough, February's tough for us. So we, uh, Aubrey's birthday, not tough for us. February's tough for me. February 1st is Aubrey's birthday. February 12th is our wedding anniversary. February 14th is Valentine's Day. It's a stressful two weeks. I'll just say, I'll Uh, say that.
0: (laughs) can Can I tell the story of the time that when I was working overnight at Wegmans? And you came in at like three in the morning. I was sure. like, hey buddy, what are you doing here? And you're like,
1: uh, nobody told me it was Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, yeah. It's every year, every year it surprises me. Why did we put all three of these important days so close together?
0: Damn it. It was so funny. Nobody uh, told me it was
1: Valentine. So to be fair, I, that that was probably three AM on February thirteenth. So that yeah. on February 14th, I had Uh, The appropriate uh, equipment for Valentine's Day. Yes.
0: The appropriate equipment. Jesus. Wait a minute. Hang on. Whatever you guys do behind closed doors. Hey, uh,
1: now. (sighs) Well, we're not here to talk about my equipment and what we do behind closed
0: doors. (laughs) No. We are here to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 by Uh, now uh, showrunner of DC, co-showrunner of DC Films, uh, James Gunn. Three yep. days ago, we had our full slate of DC movies released, and of course, in true uh, toxic nerddom fashion, <laughs> Fire James Gunn was trending oh. not a half an hour later, but guys, all he did was announce the slate.
1: It It is the very worst of our subculture, right? Like, I'm, I mean, yeah. come on. I only bring this
0: up because, yes, I am as upset as I'm sure you are. And a lot of people are that Henry Cavill will no longer be our Superman.
1: I am. I am.
0: Do Perhaps. I put a little bit of on James Gunn? Yes. Does that taint anything that he's going to do for us in the future?
1: No. You, you know, he, I just saw him comment on this and he said that basically that like prior administration really screwed over Henry Cavill. So I, I got to be honest <laughs> with you. I, I, I wonder how much of that really was like there was by the time James Gunn was in charge. There was nothing that could be done.
0: I, I truly no the, the train that. had already left the station. Yeah. So remember, four years ago, it was announced that Henry Cavill was out of Superman. Yep. And we're like, oh, okay, he's out of Superman. And then we all saw Black Adam. I don't give a shit spoiling this. He shows up in it.
1: Oh, so that it's one... okay when you do it. Oh, yes, right. it is. Okay. Well, this is your part of the edit, but <laughs> so we'll see if that makes these in. <laughs> but
0: that was specifically from The Rock himself and he's lost his status as being called Dwayne Johnson he's now the rock again oh um, ouch <laughs> because they're like hey uh, you can cast anyone you want as Superman we're gonna put Superman at the end of this film he goes well it's gotta be Henry Cavill and they're like oh uh, well we kind of fired him four years ago he's not gonna and they're like no no it's it's Henry Cavill they're like okay but we're about to you know start a new thing and, uh, and he's like no it's Henry Cavill so fuck Dwayne Johnson
1: um, first of all, only if he lets you because, <laughs> you know, you don't stand a chance. Um, yeah, listen, you know what? I, I like James Gunn when the backlash came out and Disney had to fire him. I thought that uh, was a raw deal.
0: Air quotes, I, fire him.
1: I like James Gunn from what I can tell. I like the kind of person he seems to be. Um, and I like the kind of, uh, artist he is. So I'm happy that DC has him in charge. I think DC has great source material and I think that their movie making strategy has sucked forever so I'm happy that someone is who seems to be good at this is going to be running things. So
0: yeah, we'll see. We got, you know, he he's set up the 5 to 8 year plan so you know, in <laughs> I don't even want to do the Which
1: math. I think is uh, 5 to 8 years farther than any previous DC studios uh, plan. So yay, that's an
0: improvement. Mm, Zack Snyder had everything planned out. But, but
1: Zack Snyder wasn't running the show.
0: and uh, Clearly.
1: Clearly. Clearly.
0: So. Oh, also, while we're on this, dear toxic nerds, uh, no. <laughs> Warner Brothers Discovery is not going to sell the Snyderverse to Netflix. And it's not a big deal if James Gunn casts his wife in every DC project. Oh because she's God. not going to... Uh,
1: yeah, get over, <laughs> get over it.
0: Get over it. She's fine. She's going to be like the Nick Fury. So it's fine. I'm so fine with her being there because she's great. She is great. If she was a terrible actress, I'd be like, "Mm, not the best choice, but she's great.
1: That is a characteristic of James Gunn that I like. He has people he likes to work with. And they show up everywhere, and I'm fine. Uh-huh. With I forgot Steve Aggie was in this movie when he a- shows up. A-G. Like A-G. I was like, "Oh, it's him! I love him!" Yeah,
0: big, big, giant man that he is.
1: Yep, yep. So he's like
0: six five
1: or something. He's a really big guy. But yeah. uh, Casey, we're not here to talk about a DC film.
0: Though speaking of Steve Aggie, what is Steve Aggie drinking at one point during this
1: movie? A beer. Hey, and since we are. Guys with Beers talking about movies with capes. What are we drinking? So we, I got this beer uh, last week because we had the unique situation of knowing the next two movies we were going to watch, so went to the best beer shop in the central New York area, Branch Channel Bottle Shop over in Township 5 here in Camillus, and uh, was not disappointed. Uh, had a little bit of a flub with our Doctor Strange beer, but uh, this beer is first time we're drinking it. It's not a repeat uh, and it's actually a collaboration from two different breweries. So the first one is Destination Unknown Beer Company, also called Dub Co, That is located on the south shore of Long Island in the thriving town of Bayshore, New York. Recently expanded to their second location on a sprawling 50-acre farm in Warwick, New York. The second brewery is a little closer to us, Common Roots Brewing Company. They're over in Glens Falls. They had the mm-hmm. idea to open a microbrewery. Uh, back in 2005 when uh, Burton and Christian, a father and son, brewed their first beer together. The concept of brewing and enjoying beer is rooted in their family heritage. It can be traced back to the old world. And so um, we've got uh, Common Roots Open Glens Falls. So they've collaborated. Destination Unknown Beer Company and Common Roots Brewing Company collaborated to produce the beer that we are drinking this evening, which is Ooh. Unknown Roots, which uh, <laughs> is both you know the the arc of Peter not knowing who his father is going into this film, and once he discovers him, uh, the roots that Ego uses to uh, pierce Peter and anchor him as a battery. So uh, oh, this is
0: spoilers. We haven't even is, gotten into the movie discussion.
1: That's all right. I'm so excited. Uh, this is a style we don't drink a lot, but I'm this I'm intrigued by it. So it is a sour saison. With Sauvignon Blanc grapes and Nelson mm. Sauvin hops, it mm. is six percent alcohol by volume, sold in a sixteen-ounce craft can, and I'm, uh, I'm 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 curious to drink this one.
0: All All
1: right, so uh, let me pour this.
0: I am pouring as we speak. Um, while we're pouring, uh, hey, what was the name of the beer from last time? Because I didn't get to do a joke, and I want to put it here.
1: It was Wizard.
0: See, I thought you wanted to repeat the beer because you're a big fan of the Star Wars prequels. Do you remember, like, they tried to make Wizard, like, the word that the kids said in that movie? No. Oh, my God. Yeah, Anakin says it when he sees sees, uh, something for the first time. And, like, the little uh, Greedo kid says it, too. And I'm just like, George... What's going to start saying fucking wizard?
1: <laughs> other than um, a couple of spin off films that I liked, both uh, Rogue One and Solo, uh, there are th- three good Star Wars films. So I don't know what you're talking about. People don't know what that is. Yeah, okay.
0: There are four. four good Star Wars films.
1: All right. Well, instead of arguing about it, let's uh, try this beer, buddy. Cheers. Hmm. It, oh it, yeah it's a sour but it's not like face it's a tart sour. yeah it's, a little, it's
0: more of a tart than a sour yeah i like yeah, that, that a lot
1: that's pretty good that's very drinkable
0: not crushable but definitely drinkable.
1: definitely drinkable so uh if you're in the central new york area go see our friends carissa joel barley the shop dog over at township five in camillus new york you will, will not be disappointed it's the finest beer selection you're going to find anywhere all right, so
0: yeah, um, I'm pulling up the my almost cast. I figured I'd get those sure. out of the way because there are not too many, yeah, because <laughs> there's only really one like big, huge new character.
1: Yes, apparently,
0: uh, it seems like Mantis was always
1: Palm Clementoff,
0: Clementoff,
1: Clementoff, uh, Palm Clement, Clementif, Clementif,
0: Clementif. Okay,
1: I apologize. Yes. I, do I oh, apologize. She's French. I oh I'm I'm embarrassed to say this. I oh she must be Okay. She is uh f- she's born in Canada. So why is she a French actress? She was born in Quebec City, Canada to a they Korean mother and a French Russian father. Got it. Yeah. Who was and they speak oh, French in Quebec. Yeah. Yeah, no no. no but 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 she's French because her father was working there as a consul with the French government. So even though she's born in Canada, she her okay, so that so she's French by uh, citizenship or was. When
0: and born. also watching I haven't watched this one in a long time. I'm more into, especially the uh, holiday special that we just got, oh, which features delightful. her a bunch um, and then uh, end game and infinity war. It's amazing how quickly she uh, lessened her accent. Her accent's pretty heavy in this movie, I feel.
1: Yeah. That's More rare. than
0: in the other ones.
1: Yeah. Um, um, she's delightful. So uh, she's, she's, yeah, wonderful. she's,
0: she's great. And I could not see any other almost casts. The only one I have almost cast for are your hair hero himself.
1: And to be fair, I don't only admire his hair. I've been a fan of him as an actor forever. Oh, yes.
0: He's he's wonderful. His hair, particularly when they first get to the planet and they're uh-huh. walking into the main hall, it's like, God damn it. I would rock that
1: hair. He's a good looking man. Yep. I'll say it. I'll say it.
0: hmm So here are some people that were also thought of for Ego, the living planet. Okay. Gary Oldman.
1: Okay. Uh, li- listen, I'm a fan of his. I'll watch him in anything. I would have watched
0: him. Would have been a very different ego.
1: Sure. Uh,
0: Vigo Mortensen. Yeah. Yes, please. Sure. <laughs> anything with Viggo Mortensen, Again, I, am, same. I am there for. Him. Yeah, same. Uh, Christoph Waltz.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just watched Horrible Bosses 2 the other night, so uh, yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> uh, Christopher Plummer. Hmm. So they're going for the much
1: older... Yeah, not as excited about him, but okay. Sure.
0: Max von Sydow.
1: He's still alive. He's not still alive. Oh, when this was... He would
0: have been alive then. He was in Force Awakens.
1: Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about that. When did he die? Uh,
0: 2020. Uh, Oh, just... 2020. Yeah, Yeah, he just died, yeah. Uh, Alec Baldwin.
1: (laughs) Uh, Nope, nope. Not going there. Go ahead. Uh, Must have needed a lot of prosthetics
0: because... uh, Ron Perlman...
1: (laughs) Oh
0: Stephen Lang
1: Oh, okay Good actor
0: Arnold Schwarzenegger
1: That would have been funny Yes Casting, casting Chris Pratt's father-in-law Future
0: father. father-in-law I mean, yeah. he was still married to um, Anna Ferris at this time, so Got it uh, Bruce Willis Uh Robert De Niro, I remember. I remember during this time there was talk that Robert De Niro was had had like a a general meeting with um, Marvel, so that must have been what it was for. Hey, Starlord, I'm your father. Hey, Hey. I'm your father. Are you talking to me, the Living Planet?
1: Are you talking to me? (laughs) Neither of us have good. This is only funny with our faces. That's right. It's all. It's a. It's a visual joke. People, we're much Uh, funnier up in person. Yeah. uh, Michael Bean. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, hmm. Mel Gibson.
1: I, listen, I like him. Peter, I, I
0: really want to concentrate this horrible killing thing in uh, Jewish populated oh, areas. Come of.
1: on, that's just mean. <laughs>
0: that's and lastly, mean. Uh, we're considered, uh, there's one extra considered. Uh, uh, Liam Neeson was considered for the role. Okay. Matthew McConaughey was also considered, but passed in favor of doing another movie. Do you know what
1: that movie was? Matthew McConaughey. So this is a 2017 movie. Uh, uh-huh. It's not Wolf of Wall Street. That's nope. It was after that. Uh, you're gonna say it. I'm gonna say. Oh my god! Of course. What?
0: The Dark Tower.
1: Oh. Ooh. Okay.
0: <sighs> yes. Oh my god! Of course it's in. Oh, that was a. Bad fucking choice.
1: I mean, listen. On paper, it's a great move. Why wouldn't you know? It's Stephen King's magnum opus. Why wouldn't you you do that? I mean, uh, it's Idris Elba. <laughs> it's right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, well, listen. <laughs> I actually like him as Flag. I mean, I think he's, you know, who? Uh, um, Matthew McConaughey.
0: Matthew McConaughey is not Flag. Isn't he Flag? Who
1: Who is it? it yeah, Joe the Man in Black.
0: Oh, you're talking about you're talking about the Dark Tower. I thought you were talking about Suicide Squad because of Interstellar. No, I'm sorry. I'm
1: sorry. Yeah, I was (laughs) talking about no, no. I was talking about uh, McConaughey in Dark Tower. I thought he was. I liked what he did with that character. I I mean, that's a. I
0: never saw it. uh,
1: You know, I haven't read the whole series, so I wasn't. You know, it's like me watching a DC film. I don't care if it spins off in a direction that I'm not expecting from the source material. I'm fine with it as long as it's done well. I, I actually didn't think it was a bad movie, but I'm clearly uh, in the minority. <laughs> that
0: one, yeah, I got uh, the. The other reason I didn't see is because it got trounced, and the secret was canceled, and the TV show was mm-hmm. canceled. So I'm like, so this is super bad. Like we're just gonna I, cut all and, ties. Got it.
1: And uh, just. So no one, I mean, you can still write in and get it wrong. I think, so I think his name in the movie is Walter Paddock, but I think he he is Randall Flagg, the, the, I think that's just a pseudonym or an alias he uses. So just, so, but you can still write to us. That's fine. If I got it wrong, you
0: Yeah. Go ahead and write to us.
1: Yeah, go to, write to us.
0: And um, you can write to us by yeah. going to superpodherocast at gmail.com because... Only Cap writes letters, Tony.
1: Now the, don't go into the, the music. <laughs> the, the rest of the, uh, the rest of the cast, of course, returns. Um, the uh, you know, James Gunn is the man, so we talk about production. Uh, uh-huh. The brilliant James Gunn, who we've gushed over many times. I'm going to talk about a lot of the stuff that are, I think, his characteristic things that I just love when we get into the movie. Um, sure. You'll know, we'll talk a little bit about ego when we get into the movie. Um, the other characters, of course, are, it's the lineup from the first one, uh, $200 million budget on this. 863 million at the box office. I loved this when we saw it. I loved it on the rewatch. I noticed more little things on the rewatch. So, uh, mm-hmm. this was a, I am, I am happy with my birthday pick. This was a, this in the last, uh, Dr. Strange, it was a nice palate cleanser after a, after a tough go. We've had yeah.
0: this season. no shit. Um, so we did see this together. I distinctly remember we got a beer beforehand. Yes. And it'll probably be the poster that I used for the social media. But do you remember the,
1: yeah, the, record. the
0: Empire Strikes Back one that they did? Yes, yes.
1: Oh, Empire Strikes and, Back. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, no, no Empire oh. Strikes Back poster, the mock oh, the poster, poster, poster of it, where Star- it's Peter and Gamora as oh, yeah. Han and Leia, yeah, yeah. and Groot was Luke. And then in the background, where Darth Vader is supposed to be, who was there?
1: Uh, was that, uh, was it, was it Ego? I don't remember. I remember yes. that. Yes. Yeah.
0: And I'm like, oh, who's the, who's, who's he replacing? Oh, the bad guy. Yeah. I called Ego was the bad guy there uh, before we saw the movie because it was not obviously in the trailer. It was just that he was his father. Sure, but I was sure. like, hmm, this feels like a little hint.
1: <laughs> and I was right. You were right. Well, Casey, uh, sounds like we're ready to, uh,
0: Yeah, let's roll that film. Before we start reading from this very interesting Wikipedia entry, did you notice that it goes through one storyline? It's like, okay, here's the next storyline. Yeah. So that's how we're going to do it, dear audience. I'm sorry if that's confusing to you, but I'm not rewriting Wikipedia. No,
1: I I really like (laughs) not having to describe scene by scene what's happening. I like being able to spend time in the discussion topic. No one has written in yet that they don't like this format. I'm a fan of it. No
0: one has written in that they like this format. No one has written in. Is there anyone actually (laughs) listening? I see there are downloads. (laughs) Are you just
1: downloading it not listening to it? Somebody, hello. Or they like everything we're doing and they don't feel any need to correct us.
0: To any crossover from the greatest generation, if we still have anybody, I am Riker on Anybody Canyon right now. Once again, Wikipedia does dirty, does the movie dirty by starting in 2014, but we can't start in 2014 because no, no. this movie actually starts in 1980 with a wonderfully de-aged Kurt Russell.
1: So specifically, um, some of the confusion here wasn't helped by Kurt Russell himself, who was very vocal about the fact that it was all practical effects. That is not true. James Gunn himself said that was not true, and he was quoted in a cinema blend article a company named lola did the effects and they did an incredible oh yeah th- oh are
0: you familiar with their stuff sure i believe that the company that did like Kubo and the two string
1: oh oh that's that and good movie. something
0: else i think that's them
1: well uh, a company named lola did the effects and they did an incredible job first we film every scene with kurt a young actor aaron schwartz who has a lot of similar facial features to Kurt, watches everything he does. He then goes in and mimics exactly Kurt's action. We then take Kurt's acting in general face and body and place Aaron's skin onto him. It's a long, painstaking process that took many, many months to accomplish.
0: And looks much better than the last time they tried to do this, which was in Winter Soldier with Peggy. Yeah.
2: Because they
0: did the same thing. They had an aged actor playing... Peggy during the scenes and mimicking and it works for the most part there's like two or three times when she moves her mouth you're like oh those didn't sync up this is beautiful
1: I was okay with that one I I actually the one where I don't like it is in Civil War when they de-age Robert Downey Jr. I did not like that
0: wait are you serious
1: Oh, I did not think yeah. that looks fantastic. Oh. It
0: looks like '80s R.D.J. No. Oh, it, come on, stop it.
1: Maybe that's like Uncanny Valley for me. No, it that does. Okay, not Okay, if you can, you cannot like it that way. I'll, oh, I'll allow it. <laughs> so you're right. That prologue in the '80s opens with the classic brandy, and you know Kurt Russell you beat Diamond, me to it. Oh, but well, so.
0: We talked about music, and of course, right now, Brandy is playing underneath us, Um, but we talked about music in Guardians of the Galaxy, but the one thing we didn't mention is that how much this goes into diegetic music, where the music is part of the scene, and even in scenes, it'll jump in and out of it, and I was like, God, that, like, um... The whole uh Ravager's trying to get the jump on Rocket. Yeah. And Summer Nights is playing yeah. and it jumps back and forth between Diegetic and I'm just yep. like and I can't remember what the other word is.
1: Diegetic or source music. Yeah,
0: I yeah. Source music but versus soundtrack music has a name too.
1: Oh, got it. Yeah. Um and shout was- out to our our good buddy Corey Hopkins, uh, who at least I'd never heard that. I've never. I was never aware of that concept. Corey broke that down for me one time. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh well,
0: hi, Corey. Yeah, yeah. I forgot to mention it when we did Guardians. Is that that's right? It's it. it, it, it I, the only time I think it really happens in that one is uh,
1: when the alien is the, listening to Peter's Walkman,
0: uh, listening to Hooked on a Feeling. Yes. But what's the opening number? Coming at your love. When Peter's oh, listening, sure. then too. Sure, sure. Um, the, those, oh, and when, you know what? There's a ton of times. Now there's a ton when of, Yeah. Peter and Gamora are dancing together. They're listening to it.
1: Yep. In the in two, uh, the Never opening mind. when they're fighting, Rocket has hooked up the speakers for the Walkman so they can listen to music while they're working.
0: Did you see the little trivia about Rocket's dancing? No. It's all James Gunn. James Gunn did all that dancing, and then the animators. Like, literally, it's James Gunn doing the dance moves that the
1: Groot, you mean that for Baby Groot? Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then they just animated his. And initially, he wanted to do the full Mr. Blue Sky. Yeah. And uh, I believe Kevin Feige was like, that's a bridge too far. We can't. (laughs) The song's like five minutes long. (laughs) And then just, and at the end, just goes into like an orchestral weird thing at the end of that song.
1: Yes, I would be hard-pressed to think of another filmmaker who so effectively uses music in his films. I mean, you know, Tarantino in some places has it. You know, I think the um, Stuck in the Middle with You and Reservoir Dogs is iconic, and, you know, Travolta and Thurman dancing. and But, I mean, like, in terms of every song that hits perfectly captures what's happening in the movie.
0: Yeah, I really like, in this opening, the... uh... So I sat. So before we went in to see the film first mm-hmm. time, I'm like, I think he goes the bad guy. At the end of the scene, I believe I leaned over and he went, he goes 100% the bad guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Meredith, let me bring you to this little remote area here and uh, show you this super not evil looking seed that I put here where I'm like, <laughs> it's going to take over the planet. It'll be
2: everywhere.
1: Fine, it's totally fine. It's totally fine.
0: Yeah, Meredith. Meredith's just like just give me that spaceman dick. I don't care.
1: Oh, how dare you! A little fucking respect, please. Good lord.
0: She kissed Captain America. Is that why you're mad?
1: Oh, oh. <laughs> that's rude. She did. Oh, is that
0: it's the same actress? We've talked. We talked about. Oh, this. we talked
1: about this. We did talk about this. Yes.
0: Yeah, she's she was the uh one of the girl the girl e- that kissed um him on the USO tour.
1: Eager. Oh, the oh the tour, not the one, not the one at the headquarters that wants to thank him for his service.
0: Maybe that's it. It's whichever one that um that Peggy, Peggy sees sees, oh, it, and then it leads the head, to that's him. That's
1: at the headquarters, yeah.
0: Oh, right, because it leads into her <laughs> trying to murder him yeah. with a gun. One
1: hundred percent. One hundred percent.
0: I still wanted at some point Tom Lee Jones to Lean and go, hey, there's only one of him. Oh, Maybe don't shoot at him.
1: So that's not the same one. Okay, so that she's so that actress is Laura Haddock. She's in Captain America: The First Avenger. She's credited as autograph seeker. So that must be the US tour. Oh, oh, right, O-tour. it's
0: Natalie Dormer is the one that smooches him.
1: That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. It's Natalie Dormer. Oh, that's a tough. She's
0: also from Game of Thrones.
1: She is. That is a tough. Oh, do you just let her kill you? Oh, that's. Do you do you let Peggy kill her? Kill you? Maybe. Maybe.
0: (laughs) Okay. So um, do you have anything else to say about the prologue? Uh,
1: No. I love it.
0: Yeah. Uh, So we jump to 2014 specifically, and James Gunn has um, verified this. This is four months after the events of Guardians 1. So even though we're in our universe we're in 2017 yep. we're still back when the guardians have just formed. Yep. And apparently have forgotten all the bonding that they have done in the first film because they are just quippy assholes to each other during this first scene. I was like, "All right, maybe one too many quips." Uh in this before I mean, before the uh, before whatever the beast, know. the beast has a, a specific name. I can't remember what it's called.
1: Yeah, uh but I'm going to disagree with you. And here and because Of course you are. Of course. I am. <laughs> of course you are. But it'll get specifically <laughs> pointed out in the movie later on when um Nebula is like you know, what do you mean like you hate each other. You're always like sniping each other. You're you, and and uh who corrects her? Is it Drax? Is it says we're family. I can't remember. Yeah, but you know, the correction, they're brothers and sisters with the exception of Uh, you know, a little tension between Peter and uh, Gamora.
0: I believe you mean unspoken moments.
1: Unspoken moments. (laughs) That's a good line. I like that.
0: I like that a lot.
1: Yeah, I love James Gunn's writing. Yep.
0: Okay, so we have uh, good old Peter Quill. Yep. Gamora, Drax, Rocket, and Baby Groot. Very important to point out not Groot from the first one. That's right. People still argue it. And James Gunn tweeted oh about this who, years ago. Who it's, argues not that? it's not the same group. It's not
1: the same one. It's, it's, it's his child essentially.
0: 100%. Offspring, yeah. And he thought about making him the same size as other Groot mm-hmm. as his father, but he thought it would be funnier to keep him tiny. And he's
1: 100% right. Oh, and I then wanted more baby Groot. The, well, except I, I mean, and again, maybe it's because you and I, you and I are both living this, right? Uh, Teenage oh, yeah. Teenage Groot, Groot is pretty end. funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: Groot.
1: <laughs> and now I know. Which how is the important.
0: End we'll get is. to that end credit scene. There's something. James Gunn has a fun way of like doing character development without like being like, hey, look, it's character development. Yep. So the Guardians are now the renowned Guardians of the Galaxy. Aisha, leader of the Sovereign Race, played by the wonderful Elizabeth Debicki.
1: Yeah. You know, I feel like I should know who she is. And I, I looked
0: her you up. You should. Yeah. Because she's a tall, beautiful woman.
1: <laughs> she's like six, two and a half. I've always wondered what it's like to have sex with a really
2: tall girl. <laughs> Not a big girl. Just a tall girl.
1: I know she plays Princess Diana in later season of The Crown, but we've given sure. up on that. I They went away on break, and I couldn't get Aubrey to come back to it. So uh, Valyrian <laughs> in The City of a Thousand Planets.
0: She's in The Terrible Cloverfield Paradox. Yep. Oof. I Want My Two Hours Back, Netflix.
1: Oh, she was in The Man from Uncle? remember that.
0: Yeah. Oh, I never watched that.
1: Uh, I keep meaning to. It was, cause it's, it was good. I thought it was good. It's Cavill and is it Matt Boomer? It's Army Hammer. Ooh. Before he was a cannibal. Or before we knew he was... Before we knew he got off on fantasizing about being a cannibal. Sorry. Let me be and beating the shit out of women. You know. Oh, that I don't know about. All right.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's come out and... Uh, oh,
1: that's unfortunate.
0: Yeah. All right. So... Now he's just a human garbage pile. Because um, <laughs> we're we're not here to yuck anybody's yum, but if you beat the shadow out people for pleasure and it's not consensual? Yep.
1: No. Well, thank you.
0: Yeah. Okay, so uh, oh, Aisha, the leader of the... So- oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, no, th- go ahead. I'm seeing that the name of that monster you were talking about is here. Oh,
0: Alabask. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Ebalisk. Oh, yeah. yeah okay, so Aisha, the leader of the sovereign race, has a garden protecting va- valuable batteries. What are they called again? And you lacks batteries. Arbulary batteries. That's nothing like what I just said. From the obelisk at international monster. So first fight.
1: First, uh. We're
0: here. First of all, before we start, please cue up Mr. Blue Sky. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. I love everything about this fight. Agreed. I love everything. Um, You know, everyone's interaction with baby Groot. Like, Gamora's is probably my favorite.
2: Groot, get out of the way. You're
0: going to get hurt. He's wavy. Hi. And just flies away. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, The only one I don't like is Drax. I don't get it. It feels like it's like, hey, remember how we thought it was funny during the end credits of the last one that Groot didn't want to dance in front of Drax? We're not going to explain why it's funny here. It just is because you laugh the first time. There's a couple times in this movie where it feels like James Gunn's like, "You like this joke the first time? Let's do it again."
1: I, I don't. Okay, so I don't know why I like it, but I like it, and it's not because this is a Marvel movie.
0: No, no, I'll I'll
1: have that one slide. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) You know, part of me wondered, like, is it some play on Drax's, uh, you know, misbelief that. He, if he stands he can turn perfectly invisible? still. Yeah, like, is that, like, do you think he got it from, like, did he somehow transfer this from Groot thinking that, I don't know how to make sense of that? That was the thought I had. But, uh yeah, I mean, it works for me. I like it.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, they <laughs> defeat by Gamora takes a big old knife and slices, uh the abelisk right down the center. Yeah. Um, I do well, like in the beginning. I thought
1: your thing was a sword. We've been hired to stop an interdimensional beast from feeding on those batteries. And I'm going to stop it with a sword.
0: It's just swords were your thing and guns were mine, but I guess we're both doing guns now. I just didn't know. that. <laughs>
1: uh, let's talk about what a fucking treasure Dave Batista is. First of all, 100% who knew what a phenomenal actor he really is. He's amazing. Uh, he sure. seems to be a pretty classy guy. And I love Drack's logic. The beast hide is too thick to be pierced on the outside. I must cut through it from the inside. <laughs> what? <laughs> and that I lo- shot I love of King. him jumping at the creature. <laughs> and then we get the shot and, of him and, on the inside. <laughs> it just, I mean, I, I smiled and laughed and then maybe teared up throughout this entire movie. This movie is just a delight. I liked a lot of it. Well, yeah. Yep.
0: So uh, anything else about the fight?
1: No, just it's it It delivers everything I want. It delivers.
0: I do like at the beginning when they're, they're all standing there and Groot walks up and kicks the one, whatever uh, <laughs> those little rat creature yeah. things are. Yeah. <laughs> Rocket.
1: They were not looking at you, funny. Yes. yes. I, I mean – Bradley Cooper. I mean, like
0: this, like baby Groot's an asshole, like through and through. Oh, sure. As as Papa Groot was this sweet, loving, beautiful soul, and his kid's just a dick. Yep. Yep. I kind of love it. So so they are protecting these batteries in an attempt for an exchange of of, uh, Gamara's estranged sister. Nebula, who was caught attempting to seal the batteries herself. <laughs> yep. Of course, this is cut out of here because it jumps around, but let's spend a minute on the, the ship scene post them leaving. First, okay. I do enjoy uh, the flirting that Peter and Aisha do mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> about having sex.
2: We control the DNA of our progeny, germinating them in birthing
1: pods. I guess I prefer to make people the old-fashioned way.
2: Perhaps someday you could give me a history lesson in the archaic ways of our ancestors for academic purposes.
0: I would be honored, yes, in the name of research. I do not like at the end of the scene where, you, where Rocket shows the batteries to Drax, and Drax just lets out one of his big full-throated laughs. I'm like, someone's gonna stop him. Someone's gonna stop him and be like, why are you laughing so hard at this?
1: I just think uh, they think he's odd. Right, like,
0: (laughs) but they're easily insulted. Like they say that before they go in there. Careful what you say
1: around these folks. They're easily offended.
0: Yeah, that's why when Rocket calls them a bunch of douchebags, they're like, "Uh, "Oh no, (laughs) we're not supposed to insult them." They told me you people were conceited douchebags, but
1: that isn't true at all.
0: Oh, did you see the note that for this one they had a camera right on Bradley Cooper's face to get all his facial features?
1: Yeah, and I think we we actually talked about it. I think when we. Recorded for the first movie, and I think you can find online one him in the recording booth with the mo with a a face the the face camera, um, mm-hmm. and I want to think that footage. We definitely talked about it in the first movie, but I think that footage is from this because I think they realized what they were like. What but he was missing. bringing, yeah. In addition to the voice, so mm-hmm. I'm sure we shared it before. We should absolutely share it again when we post this one. Uh, as amazing as it is, his performance with Rocket, the CGI character, it's just as entertaining to watch Bradley Cooper physically performing this uh, this role. He's arguably the greatest thing he's ever done. And I, and I mean that sincerely.
0: Of course, shout out to Sean Gunn, Craiglin, um, yes. yep. who is on set rocket. So he's walking around on his, uh, on his. I feel like that's so that's James Gunn fucking with his little brother. Being like, no, no, Sean, you, you've got to crouch down. You can't be <laughs> full size. No, we can't get you like a wheelie to move around on. You've got to duck walk all over set. And he's like, James, are you sure? Hey, who's the
1: director? Yeah, that's right. So. Yeah, and there's so it's very easy to find shots from this movie, from the Avengers movies, to see <laughs> Sean Sean Gunn like like duck walking next to I'm looking at one it's Careful Todd, that's a spoiler.
0: Kudos to all these actors to be able to not be like, This is fucking ridiculous. It's a man in a green suit, yep, duck walking.
1: Yep. I love the one of uh Batista Drax uh and I think it's from the first movie.
0: It is where he's petting where he's pat- the puppet. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, no, no oh, he's, he's having him. That's right, Sean Gunn. Yeah, that's yeah. right.
0: They didn't have the they didn't have the puppet stand in until. Uh... Careful,
2: Casey. That's a spoiler.
0: All right, so ship scene. Yeah, so they take off <laughs> after the flirting. They're hanging out together, and it's the old Sam and Diane. Like Peter What's calls it? them. He's like, sorry if it seemed like I was flirting with the high priestess. I wasn't. Gamora's like... I
1: don't care if you are. It's a little bit heartbreaking for Peter. He he wants Gamora to care. Well, I feel like you do care.
0: She does, but she doesn't want to admit that she cares. Mm-hmm. This sets up the running joke of the root, the, the Yama root, ya, what, whatever it is that uh, Nebula wants to eat, and everyone keeps being like, it's not ripe. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's right. That's right.
0: And also in this scene, Drax tries to give
1: Peter a heart to heart. Oh, uh, it's, again, everything, dra- yes,
0: yes, it's perfect. <laughs> it ends up talking about the boner he got the first wow. time he saw his place. It would make my nether regions engorge. Oh, I get it, yes. I am a dancer. Gamora is not. You just need to find a woman who is pathetic, like you. But, of course, Rocket has stolen the batteries for himself. Oh. So what happens? Well, the Sovereign's attack with... A fleet of drones. I'm watching this downstairs, and Danny's there, and the ships keep getting blown up, and I see her giving me the look. Like all these people are dying. Like I'm like, ah, blah, blah, blah. Just wait.
1: <laughs> it's no one's dying. <laughs> it's so funny. as we're marking up the plot document where we've got our placeholders to say we're going to talk about something here. As I'm going through and I'm adding mine. Essentially, after almost every one of yours, <laughs> there's one of mine. I yeah. see it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and that's in my. I had the exact same thought. What a beautiful way of getting around the old in ship-to-ship, you know, in an armada battle in space, people are going to die. Nope. Not if there's no one in the ships and it's done really well.
0: Uh, I also love the... This is
1: weird. We've got a sovereign fleet approaching from the rear.
0: Why would they do that? Probably because rockets stole some of their batteries. Dude! Right. He didn't steal some of those. I don't know why they're after us. What a mystery this is! Uh, it's it's the what a mystery this is what a that makes me want to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he definitely did not steal the batteries. What a mystery this is!
1: <laughs> and you know, but again, Batista's ability to deliver that perfectly, like straight, is it just sells it. You know, I was thinking about that today. There are not a small number of professional wrestlers who have made great transitions to acting. I, I mean. I will admit I like Dwayne Johnson in movies. Uh, John Cena has been surprisingly funny, and Batista's just amazing. I mean, he's the best thing in the Blade Runner sequel.
0: In my head, it goes Batista, Cena, Johnson.
1: (laughs) Is that just because you're annoyed at Johnson's uh, behavior around Black Adam?
0: Yes. You mean that after the movie (laughs) bombed and he lied about the box office numbers, he decided to unfollow everything DC like a little fucking child? Yes.
1: So, yes. Okay, got it. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Didn't
0: get his way. Boo fucking who? I'm going to take my toys and go home.
1: But, you know, wrestling is scripted, like, in the sense of outcomes of the battles. uh, Don't tell
0: Justin that.
1: Well, it's a lot of fun. It's like soap operas for guys. I'm not. I'm not looking down my nose, but I got to thinking. A lot of these wrestlers who are superstars in wrestling, you know, they have to be able to act. They have to be able to sell it. So it makes sense that that will translate into other forms of art. And Batista is just amazing.
0: Yeah. I so I don't watch wrestling. Yep. But I respect what has to go into doing a match. It is like, it's like a, it's like a ballet. It's like a very val- violent ballet, but sure. there's, okay, I'm going to do this and you're going to do this and this is going to happen. I mean, if you watch Heels, you'll see, you see it on there.
1: We are getting a season two, right? It's just delayed yeah. because of his health issues. Whose? Stephen Amell. His mental health issues.
0: Oh, I think he's better now. I think he's good.
1: Okay. That uh, makes- I, I was
0: listening to him on, on, uh uh, inside of you and he was he started to talk about it and then I moved on to another podcast for some reason I don't remember why
1: oh, uh, Heels is so good. I cannot <laughs> wait for season two Yeah, um,
0: apparently uh, not apparently Amel's uh, coming back for the final season of flash and I'm like nope That's not even gonna get me to watch an episode <laughs> I'm out. I'm out Oh, that's some
1: What were you thinking dude, they were really easy to steal. That's your defense speaking of
0: mysteries Mysterious figure destroys the drones and the guardians crash line a nearby planet.
1: The imagery of the the being that we will learn to be his ego riding atop his pod, (laughs) just waving at them like hello, immediately summoned up images of the Fremen riding the worms in David Lynch's Dune, which I love, right? Like that, just (laughs) uh, obviously much more lighthearted than Dune, but uh, just the visual there. A little bit they crash
0: land on the planet and they're arguing and god i just wish i feel like i and i forgot to look it up the the co-writer of Guardians 1 would probably have taken this is one of the lo, the parts where i'm like this could be edited a lot smoother when um peter calls rocket a raccoon
1: don't call me a raccoon
0: i'm sorry i took it too far I meant Trash Panda. Uh, Nicole Perlman is the. Nicole Perlman, the thank person. you. Yep. Uh, yep. First of all, Peter left Earth uh, in what? What eighty? He's seven. Like,
1: what ten? Isn't he like ten or something?
0: Something or like 12? that.
1: Yeah.
0: So I do not believe Trash Panda was in the vernacular in the mid to late eighties. Wow. So, yeah. And secondly, he should have when he called him a Trash Panda. He should have jumped at him then. <laughs> I don't like the moment where he's like, "Is that better?" And he, and he looks at Drax and goes, It's course, it's so much worse." And many attacks Are him you like, son of a- "This is not funny." It would have been funnier if he just jumped at him for calling him a trash panda.
1: Oh man, no, there's, uh, you know, I'm just enjoying that. I, I'm enjoying these scenes, the the interaction. I love the way. Gun writes dialogue. I love the relationship in this group. It just, everything works for me here. Okay. Yeah. that's And I get that it doesn't for you. I'm totally fine yeah. with that.
0: Yeah. Um, so there, this figure reveals himself as Quill's father, Ego, and invites Quill, Gamora, Drax, to his home. Rocket and Groot remain behind to repair the ship and guard Nebula. So, first of all, this whole scene takes place to the tune of... The chain,
1: right? Which is the first time that song will play in this movie.
0: Yep, and it's very specifically from what album of Fleetwood Max? Rumors, which is if you know the history of that album, it's perfectly placed right here because here's <laughs> where the tension starts.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's fair. That's good. That's good. So, um, so again, this the, the way this plot summary goes to jump around a little bit but since we're talking about the the tr- the journey to egos planet a mm-hmm. um, couple things one when they're in the ship and mantis is exhibiting her powers this is where we get the scene where she she explains what her empathy allows her to do she touches mm-hmm. peter you feel love yeah i guess yeah i feel a general unselfish love for just about no. everybody. romantic Sexual love. No, no, I don't. For her? No, that is not Drax. Oh, I mean, come on. Okay. It,
0: uh, uh, D- Danny was passively watching so... this. She yeah. she'd look up every once in a while. When that moment happened, I caught her smirking. She thought that was very funny. It's you just, must be it's just... so
1: embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> do me, do me. Oh my god, yeah, uh, amazing. <laughs> but also at the same time, think about what a great scene that is. You know, I think you referenced it earlier. He's really good at conveying information without it feeling like it's an info dump. Yeah. We learn everything, you know, we learn a lot about Mantis there, and it never feels bogged down or like right. they're just vomiting out dialogue.
0: I do like that instead of just being like, so here are my powers. I am yes. Mantis, I am an empath. It starts with a bet. I say that if you are about to go through a doorway that's too low, Your antenna will feel this and keep you from being
1: decapitated. Right. And if it's anything other than you specifically not being decapitated by a doorway, I win.
2: They're not for feeling doorway.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That I enjoyed. Yeah. So, Yeah. yeah, that's fun.
1: You know, it's almost unfair to compare it because it's a whole group of funny people versus one. But I think you'd be really hard pressed, like... Ant-Man is very funny. Obviously, yeah. Paul Rudd is comedic genius. But it is really him being funny. Not that there's not other funny things in there. Luis is funny. But Guardians 1, Guardians 2, boy, all the humor that you know you need to balance out heavy stuff in this MCU. Boy, you get it here. It's so well done. So
0: Though well. it does seem like both... Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will not be the sorbet of these. <laughs> and they both look I, like they're going to be fucking heavy.
1: Yes. So as we're recording this, we are just about two weeks away from uh, Quantumania's release. hmm uh, I, I don't know. It's going to be a tough one. And the other thing I wanted to point out, um, as they're coming into the planet, there's mm-hmm. a great shot of Ego's pod ship kind of coming in, which is from the back spherical. But did you, you notice that as it's coming in, approaching the planet, the like the rockets, the shape of the ship, it looks like a massive face with the eyes on top and a big grinning mouth at the bottom.
0: Yeah, super, later in the movie super, we see it too on the actual yeah, planet. Yeah,
1: superimposed on the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. again, I just you know right because in, in the
0: comics, ego is literally a giant fucking planet.
1: He is ego, the living planet, and he is almost always depicted as you know a planet-sized planet, but with a face on the you know on the planet that you can see from space. You know, so mm-hmm. uh, I just thought that was a you know I thought there's lots of places where there's little nods to the source material, and I, I like how it's done. Yeah,
0: I 100% agree.
1: Meanwhile, Aisha hires Yandu Udanta.
0: First, Chris Pratt thought that Michael Rooker's shirtless scene was better than his shirtless scene in this movie because it was. <laughs> then I, I did the same thing. I'm like, oh, ha, 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 Chris Pratt being funny. But then he's like, no, because this is a moment of vulnerability and sadness for Yandu. And his is just to look at my pretty muscles. I was like, damn.
1: Fuck. I, that's. Know, ru-
0: that's right. He's absolutely right because this is obvious post-coitus with this uh, uh, sex robot. Sex and what does the sex ro- yeah. robot do when they're done? She shuts herself down. She shuts, shuts her herself done. off. Transaction yeah. completed. Goodbye.
1: In front of Yandu, right? Like he sees it, and and he sees how you know empty his life is. It, it's really well done. I love Michael Rooker. He's a mm-hmm. favorite of James Gunn. He shows up in all of his stuff
0: as well. He should,
1: and he's a phenomenal character actor. You know, he's he has a certain look. He certainly, he has an accent, which he certainly leans into for the characters he plays. But at its core, he's a great actor. And Mm -hmm. he has no dialogue there in that shot.
0: But you see it all.
1: Boy, yeah, yeah. It's really, really well done. In this silly space opera superhero movie, there's all these great moments of art. And that's one of them, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yandu Udanta has been hired by Aisha, as well as his crew has been hired. Um, They have been exiled from the greater Ravager community for child trafficking. Oh. Um, and, of course, Aisha and the Sovereign have hired them to recapture the Guardian.
0: Oh, the child trafficking. That's tough. Uh, Sylvester Stallone. We have not mentioned the great Sylvester Stallone is in this movie. Yeah. As yep. a Guardian's, uh, original Guardian's character. Starhawk?
1: Yes. Uh, yes, Starhawk, uh, also known as, so his name is Stekar Ogord. The, right, yeah, but his, like, original...
0: his code name is Starhawk, right?
1: Yeah. When they announced the first movie, I never read the comics, but I was aware of the original lineup. Pretty much all of whom show up as cameos in this, um, a bunch of them at the end. But I was like, wait, like Starhawk and Charlie 27, they're going to make a movie about those guys? And Martin then X. Re- <laughs> yeah. yeah, Martin X, right? Um, and of course, it was not. It was a newer iteration, uh, as, mm-hmm. as we've talked about. But um, yeah, again, oh, speak- nice little nod. Even his costume, right, and
0: has the idea of the yeah, it's the idea. Yeah, has, I love it's it's you can't put him in that suggests, actual costume.
1: <laughs> no, don't do, do not. Don't right, do it. It's it suggests it in a way that works so perfectly. Yeah, it's like Yandu's fin. Did you read yes. about this? Uh, well, no, but I but I was literally going to say that the original fin that he wears in the first one and in the beginning of this evokes
0: what we get later.
1: And, so, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So. Initially, James Gunn wanted to put the full-ass fin on him, and like, mm-hmm. no, people aren't ready it's for too that. too much. Yeah. And people were pissed. They're Like, it's just a yeah. fucking mohawk now. And so James Gunn's like, fine, fuck you. Here's the fin.
1: <laughs> it's a prototype fin. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's a Keep proto- that in mind. It like, is a prototype.
1: <laughs> prototype. Yeah. Keep that exactly. in mind
0: for the end of the film, because there's a giant, giant, giant plot hole. Oh, okay. Okay, so when... <laughs> It's Sylvester Stallone, have you seen the outtakes from this? No. When Sylvester Stallone is like, But you'll never hear the horns of freedom when you die, do, And the colors of a gourd will never flash over your grave. He literally does that. He's like, you'll never hear the, uh, the uh, whistle line. Like, he can't remember it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you poor man. You've never done this. Oh, forget it. I'll see you in looping. You know, it's not rocky. <laughs> it's... Ridiculous <laughs> names of, you know, horns of Gondor. It's not Gondor, but it's... Right, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No, you're right, right. Yeah, yeah, I know I've said this to you off podcast, and if I haven't said it on here, if you have not yet watched Tulsa King, mm-hmm. which is another Taylor Sheridan creation, the guy that created Yellowstone, um, phenomenal, and Stallone's amazing. Although he has said, this is his first uh, his first stint in TV, he's like, TV is hard. <laughs> he's He's like, it's hard. Uh, but he's phenomenal in it. So if if you like Stallone as an actor, which I do, mm-hmm. uh, go check out Tulsa King. It's really, really good. It's so tough now without all your toys, are you? They capture Rocket. Uh, what song is playing now? Oh, is this Southern Nights? Yeah, it is. Because
0: it, it's the same thing. Like, it's playing and Rocket's singing along with it when the Ravagers start coming up. Sure. And then you find I out know, it's just, yeah. he's just, re- he's recording himself singing along to it and Rocket's <laughs> hiding in the trees because he's a badass.
1: Rocket's Traps. This scene is basically science fiction Home Alone and I'm here for
0: it. It 100% is. I do oh, like the death. goofiness of when, like, you've got the, uh, the gravity inducer or whatever it is, yep. and it yes. shoots them all up, and it's like James Gunn has fun with the fact this movie came out in 3D, like the one yeah. Ravager with the yellow checked face that yeah. comes right <laughs> up into the camera and then gets shot down. I'm like,
1: yep. you're having fun even, with it. Good for even you. Even when we pull back and you see like the, like the landscape view and you see from hundreds of yards away, the one group of Ravagers go up on the right, they fall as the group of Ravagers go up on the left. Um, It's
0: like a teeter-totter, yeah. Um, uh,
1: Again, battling it out for funniest moments in the MCU, what is a better uh, pleasantly funny thrashing? Puny God in the first Avengers movie, (laughs) or when the two Ravagers think that they have Rocket cornered and he has no traps left, and he just... Goes trash panda on them.
0: He just goes feral.
1: Yeah, trash panda. Yeah. (laughs) 100%. Yes. (laughs) He's like, oh, I'm a raccoon. Here, I'll be a raccoon now. But I love that he's not clawing him. He's punching the guy. Well, he's beating the
0: shit out of them. Yeah. Yes. And you know, he's got cybernetic uh, enhancements. So it's probably like, he's, it's this little teeny cute little raccoon paw, but it's like probably like 100 miles
1: an hour going like at a that guy. Hammer. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, two
0: things. Uh, my background is one of them that the <laughs> science doesn't science in those scenes. Behind me, okay. uh, you know, for the people who aren't watching at home, uh, is the sovereign planets that are way too fucking close. There's no way what's going on behind me. Can happen in actual physics. Nope. And the same thing here. There are four fucking moons at different orbits and this would
1: not be a habitable planet. The, the, the pull from those moons. No, I don't think that has the impact that you think it does. The mass of the planet compared to how far away the moons are. uh, That's not a big deal.
0: Is this a real comment bullshit again?
1: Uh no, it's it's a physics thing. There's lots of planets with multiple moons. Are they habitable? Inhabitable. That has nothing to do with the number of moons. Mm. It's because of where they are. Yeah. Mm. All right.
0: right. Agree for you to be wrong. Okay, we're there.
1: Okay. (laughs) All right. All right. (laughs) Moving on. Happy Uh, birthday. Yeah, thanks, Miller. All right. So they capture Rocket, but when Yandu hesitates to turn over Quill, whom he raised, his Lieutenant (laughs) Craglin, Sean Gunn, uh Craglin Ob which which a last name. This,
0: yeah, this is me realizing right now that Craglin apparently has a last name.
1: I'm going to I'm in the IMDB. is he credited as having a last name because I'm
0: I always just thought he was Craglin.
1: Yeah, Craglin. you know, IMDB the character is Craglin.:
0: Is Craglin a MC uh, is Craglin a Marvel Comics character? Don't look it up. Uh, I, if he is, maybe that's where they're getting it from.
1: Well, hold on. I'm, i mean, I'm right here. Craglin, no. he is appearing. Yeah, he first appears in wow. Oh, he must be like an old school Ravager. He first appears in Tales to Astonish 46, 1963. Nice. Now, when you look at him, he actually looks like um he looks like Nightcrawler. He's kind of got you know how Sean Gunn has that kind of faux hawk? Yeah. His hair his hair kind of looks like that, but he looks like he looks like a version of Nightcrawler. Okay, yeah, interesting. Okay, Craglin Obfonteri. Oh, all right, all mm-hmm. right. Uh, questions his objectivity, and another lieutenant, Taserface, leads a mutiny with help from Nebula.
0: <laughs> yeah, Taserface. Um, <clears throat> the first thing the to amazing, point out: the amazing Chris Sullivan. Yep. Uh, really likes uh, Wednesdays or hump days. <laughs> you know, he's the voice of the camel, right?
1: No, I did not. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike?
0: <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is? It's hump day. <laughs> remember that commercial? No. Oh, my God. I think it was Geico.
1: Hump day. I yes. did not remember that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's him he's also you know this is us and uh, uh you know we have we have justice for, for barb but justice for benny benny was just yeah. trying to make a nice meal for that little kid
1: a split and, second in stranger things we didn't even know we didn't even know what we were watching and he's dead
0: yep uh, and i was like oh cool she's going to be with this diner guy and he's going to help him out the first time i watched him like oh and he's dead
1: and he's dead Yeah. Oh, yep. yep well yep okay um, so Taserface imprisons Rocket and Yandu aboard the latter ship and executes his loyalists by releasing them into the vacuum of space.
0: When uh, Nebula shoots Yandu's mohawk off. Yes. Do you remember the first time we saw this and we were both like,
1: is Yandu dead? <laughs> yes. Yes. Did yes. she just kill Yacht? Y- yeah, because he never takes it off in the first movie, if I remember It right. does so-
0: not come off. It's a cybernetic implant. Yeah, so, I was like, but, "Holy shit, we just this movie's playing for keeps." Mm-hmm. Spoiler for the end, it is playing for keeps. Yeah. Oh. So shooting the Ravengers that were on Yandu's side in the space, we of course recognize the first one that we see go out into space.
1: I thought it was, and I know it's not Craglin, obviously, but it looks like Craglin. Who is it? The actor? No. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Wait, do you not know who that is? No, who's the. <gasps> it's uh. Hold for. No, let me do it. As I was scrolling through the cast, I saw a name that I was like, wait, what?
0: Yeah. And I well, that's, if it's this that's who it is. It is. Hold on. on. Coming. It's got to
1: be a different person. Th- oh. Tommy Flanagan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, yes.
0: From Sons of Anarchy.
1: He's in the scene in the. Uh, he's the one who. who When the sovereign yeah, comes. Yeah. He's the one yes. who, who
0: backs Craglin when Taserface is, is speaking up.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, t- Tommy Flanagan's a great actor. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. yep.
0: And yep. I was like, oh. I, like, and so he was in that first scene. I'm like, the fuck's Tommy Flanagan doing in this movie? And then there's this scene where he gets that amazing, like, <laughs> you know, yeah. just full, like, emotion, like, oh. That's why Tommy Flanagan's in this room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you want someone to be and en- enraged at some wrong that's happening to them, you get Tommy Flanagan. You
1: could you could do worse. You could do yeah, worse. He's 100%. great.
0: He's he's fucking great. But this is dark, especially when you see it's like not just Tommy Flanagan and the and the orange-faced guy oh. that begs. It's like a it's, line. It's
1: a trail of breadcrumbs of Ravagers. Oh yeah, 100%. Taserface
0: is a dick. God, that's yeah. so dark.
1: Uh, now, Nebula leaves to find and kill Gamora, <laughs> whom she blames for the torture inflicted on her by their adoptive father, Thanos.
0: Nebula's backstory. Very sad. Nebula's Very- future plan. Oh, so twisted.
1: Yeah. Marvel does some really good work with family dynamics. Um, Uh Uh-huh. You know, I was thinking, watching this, I was thinking of Thor, The Dark World, which, you know, is a movie that not a lot of people love. But again, there's some, you know, the Thor and Loki relationship in that is phenomenal. And you you don't get Ragnarok without Dark World because...
0: I don't understand what you mean. Loki's dead.
1: Yeah, that's right. He
0: died in Dark World.
1: He died in Dark World. That's right. Oh, no, he didn't. There's the end credit scene. They they can't even make it to the end of the movie. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, No, but, you you know, I love the relationship between uh, Gamora and Nebula.
0: Besides, kudos to James Gunn for the writing. Kudos, first of all, kudos Zoe Saldana having four, five, four movies over $2 billion. The only actor to have that many movies reach over $2 billion. Good for her. Good for fucking her. She's fantastic. Is it like
1: like the fewest number of movies to get over $2 billion? No, it's the most
0: number of movies. No, pretty much she's in every movie that's broke over $2 billion. Endgame, Infinity War, uh, Avatar, and Avatar, Way of
1: Water. Oh, because of the Avatar. Right, right. Which, I gotta Um, be honest with you, I haven't seen two. I don't care. Don't care. Not gonna see it. Yeah, I could care My love of Zoe Saldana will not even make
0: me watch it. I yep. think she's fantastic. She's I was very sad when she was just kind of left out of the rest of the pirate series after the first one. She's great, and the scene wouldn't work unless you have Karen Gillan and yep. Zoe Saldana because they're so good.
1: I am embarrassed to say, but I'll say it because that's what we do here. Uh, it's only been the last couple of years that I realized that the that Karen Gillan is also in. The new Jumanji movies. Oh no! <laughs> uh, and and the the funniest thing is when she's doing like press for the Marvel stuff, I've seen her not as Nebula, right? I've seen her as Karen Gillan, but I don't know what it was. I think it was when the second Jumanji movie. I mean, the second new movie, not yeah, yeah, uh,
0: yeah. The the
1: I, yeah. I think it was when that came out. I was like, wait a minute, Karen Gillan. I was like, wait, she's in this. I'm like, wait, is that her? I. I it was one That's of those. Hilarious. It was one of those. Wait, Brian Blessed isn't John Reese Davies moments? I, <laughs> I, I don't understand myself sometimes. As much as I love movies and entertainment, I, am I'm, I'm amazed at the things I, I'm uh, am amazed by.
0: Yep. Well, you are getting older. Your stuff gets oh, more confusing. You motherfucker!
1: <laughs> motherfucker! Oh. Um, well played.
0: Uh, So uh, a couple of things while we're talking about uh, Taryn, not Taryn (laughs) Gillum, Mr. Colby Smulders himself. Um, (laughs) Karen shaved her head for the first one. Yep. The makeup process for Nebula took three hours for the first one. They got it down to 90 minutes for this one. And I also read that she had to partially shave her head, to which I would say, I'm just going to shave the whole thing. Yeah. Why would I, you only partially shave your head? Then you've got this. I'm assuming it was the front she had to shave so the bald cap could go down as tight as possible.
1: I I can't imagine that yeah. who would do that? That
0: just shave your whole head again. If you've got just bick it. I know she didn't do it for the sequel for uh Infinity War and Endgame. I know that. That she's like, I'm done doing that. L- I listen, can't
1: I'll, listen, she's I'm looking at some images now of her with the shaved head she's still a smoke show oh yes 100 she's head?
0: gorgeous she's great um and they got Batista's down from five hours to three hours yeah five or six he, hours now and also he stood the entire time
1: oh that's a that's ridiculous um you know good for him that in the Guardians holiday special, Good for him that they just let him wear the vest.
0: So one I he, think I think he's also wearing the vest because he is getting older and it's harder for him to yeah. to get himself in that shape and that's fine. I don't care. He,
1: he has talked about how hard that is. I think it's one thing like for Chris Pratt, he prepares for the one literally the one shot, right? It's and
0: literally he, the entire movie for For Batista, he just constantly has to be like, I met Waterweight. Okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And who was it? Was it Chris Evans? Chris Evans. Oh, Chris Evans has talked about it. Will Poulter, who we're going to see in volume three as Adam Warlock, cannot
2: wait. (laughs) One of my
1: favorite obscure characters. They've both talked about how that superhero physique is not anything close to sustainable. It's unhealthy. It's not anything you want to live with. I'm glad they had him do the vest. I'm sorry that. We're seeing him go, but he seems to be happy with Drax's journey, so we'll we'll watch him. He with, seems with, to be happy
0: with Jack Drax's whatever exit, whether yeah. it just be he walks off into the sunset or Drax sacrifices himself too. Yeah. He's playing it like Drax sacrifices himself too. Which leads me to think that Drax doesn't <laughs> sacrifice himself because there's <laughs> right. no way Kevin Feige would be like, sure, let everybody know your character dies.
1: That's true. The but Marvel Studios snipers would probably take him out. That's a, that's a fair mm-hmm. point. Or, or are they only tasked to follow Tom Holland around? No, yeah, well, now you know. Now you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, Marvel. <laughs> Tom Holland
0: and Mark Ruffalo.
1: Oh, that's right. He. That's right, him too. I forgot about that. Yeah, am I in trouble? A little. <laughs> so while imprisoned, Rocket and Yondu bond. Um, but Groot and Craiglin.
0: The absolute mistreatment of baby Groot. I will not stand for this bullshit. I am glad what happens to all the Ravengers happens. Yeah. Not so much for the imprisonment of Rocket and Yondu, but for how they treat baby Groot.
1: Yeah, agree, agree. You fuckers agree.
0: got off easy.
1: Yeah, I agree. Craiglin, <laughs> having never intended to start the mutiny, uh, he works with Groot to Free Rocket and Yandu and they use Yandu's arrow to destroy the ship and its crew as they escape
0: to the tune of come a little bit closer <laughs>
1: that's right that's right a that's right. Uh, fun montage of
0: uh, Groot <laughs> bringing the wrong things
1: oh <laughs> uh, yeah there's a
2: prototype thing. the thing i wore on my head there's a drawer next to the bunk it's in that it's red you got it That's my new ass. Yeah, I was pretty sure he didn't know what you were talking about.
1: Uh, And of course, it's a ridiculous gag that gets more ridiculous and more funny. Tell me you guys have a refrigerator somewhere with a bunch of severed human toes. Okay. Then let's just agree to never discuss this. Taserface warns the Sovereign before dying. At the end of it. One thing, that
0: your high priestess, tell him the name of the man what sealed his fate. Taserface. (laughs) <laughs> just as he explodes, like the injustice all the way to the end.
1: <laughs> but yeah, but the best is the realization on his face. Like, Oh, I'm a joke again before he is burned to death in the exploding ship. Yeah. It's, um,
0: it's a mixture of that. And oh, maybe the, maybe the raccoon was right.
1: <laughs> it was right. <laughs> Taser face is a dumb name. <laughs> it is. So we talked about the fin, which yes, we're here for it. But this is another thing that uh, James Gunn does that I love. And You know, in general, I think the MCU does a really good job of mixing light and dark moments, but nowhere, I think, other than in James Gunn's work, are the light and dark moments woven into the same, the exact same material. So Mm -hmm. while we have come a little bit closer playing and, you know, this kind of almost like whimsical attitude, we've also got literally all the Ravagers being killed by the Arrow, or by rocket blowing them away. Or by rocket blowing away. But it's this this, this mix of this almost whimsy, fanciful music with the violence, mass of murder. This entire, yeah, but it doesn't bother me. I'm okay with it. And and somehow putting those two together wouldn't seem like it would work. But I think that's one of the things that James Gunn does really well. And man, nowhere does it work better than this scene, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I think that the uh, uh, one and one A is in uh, the church scene in uh, Kingsman.
1: Oh, oh, I thought. Oh, yeah, 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 yes, yeah. Yes, that that is also
0: yeah, yeah. a mass murdering where you're just like, yeah, that's fun, and I'm it's a okay free bird. Yeah, so who gives true. a shit?
1: That's true. That's true. Yeah,
0: and that's this, funny. I'm okay with them all dying because of the mistreatment of Baby Groot, you yeah, fuckers, got what you deserved.
1: That's right. Hundred. He's
0: just a little bit, ba- and I love when he goes after the one guy that's really egging him on in yes. the the yes. And the guy's like, oh shit.
1: <laughs> Who's a pretty good actor who was kind of he was big for a minute, like in the '90s. Um, yep,
0: yep. He, I don't remember his name, but yeah, he's definitely that guy. He was in that
1: movie, Renaissance Man, with Danny DeVito. Uh oh, okay. he's a, don't call me squishy face. So, the, so that came out in '94. Move it along, guys.
0: Back with Ego in the gang. Ego, a godlike Small G celestial that manipulated the matter around his consciousness to form his home planet. The thing to point out here, when they're coming to the planet and the first flyover of, of the whole planet and everything, is mm-hmm. to George Harrison's My Sweet Lord, which apparently <laughs> some people got upset. Because of how the song, what the song was released around. Something about riots. I can't remember what. Like, he's talking about something really poignant in the song.
1: Well, was it, does it have to do with like China's treatment of Tibet? Am I misremembering?
0: Maybe. I mean, that was George Harrison's like big thing, right?
1: Uh, let's see. He was on the Free Tibet. Yeah. Um,. Let's see, my sweet Lord, in praise of the Hindu god Krishna, he performed at the concert for Bangladesh. Uh, I'm not oh. seeing... Okay. Yeah. I can't,
0: I just saw it real quick, and I, I forgot to write oh, it down. Interesting. Yeah. So he explains that he projected a humanoid Guys, Did you make a penis? Dude. What is wrong with if you? If he's a planet, how could he make a baby with your mother? He would smush
1: her. I, oh, I don't need to hear how my parents...
0: Why? My father would tell the story of impregnating my mother every winter solstice. That's disgusting. It was
1: beautiful. You Earthers have hang-ups. Yes, Drax. I got a penis. Ha! Thank you. That's not half bad. Huh. Did you catch
0: at the end of that when it cuts back to the three shot? Drax looks at his crotch.
1: Oh, no. Does he really? <laughs> yeah, It's uh. like,
0: all right, well... I'm going to see that penis later. I want to see how magnificent or whatever the word he uses. This thing is
1: unfortunate.
0: Uh, So he uses human humanoid guys to travel the universe and discover a purpose. Eventually, falling in love with Quill's mother, Meredith. So this is a just a
1: full scale. Yep, it's a character in the comics. We're going to take the name, the fact that he's a planet, and everything else is kind of got to get get swept aside. So not a celestial in the comics. but I don't care. Like this is a this is a, a well done adaptation, right? Like it's mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Like th- he's the living planet. They do a nice job of merging that with the celestial lore. I mean, this yeah. works for me here. Uh, you know,
0: one hundred percent.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Goes all the way back. So just and just you know to quibble because again I love this shit. Uh, Ego debuts in Thor one thirty two. In wow. 1966.
0: Is he a Kirby creation?
1: Yes, he is. He okay. is, in fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Because yeah, yeah. even the way he, like he his hair is styled and his costume is very Kirby-esque.
1: Yeah. Like almost yeah.
0: everybody had a blowout if they were a god.
1: <laughs> yeah, and there's a name, uh, Mata, if you're listening, or if any of our other listeners, or maybe, um, I wonder if Colin shared this. So Kirby's style of art was just a, it was a busy... There was a lot visually happening. Mm-hmm. There's a name for the little filler art things that Kirby would do.
0: I'm gonna call them little Kirby filler art things until we find out the real name for them. Don't look it yeah. up. Let someone else do it. That's yeah, what our audience is for. This will actually get our audience to talk to us again.
1: <laughs> That's right. What what do you call all that stuff that Kirby did? There's a there's a term for it. I've heard of it. So yeah. Reshoots. The guy who torments. Baby Groot is Evan Jones is the actor. His okay. Ravager name is Wretch. I guess, he, I guess I'm conflating him with a with an actor from, he was not in Renaissance Man, although he started acting around that time. Oh, he was in Jarhead, and he was kind of a dumb Marine in Jarhead. I wonder if that's why I'm conflating oh, the
0: truth. Oh, yes. Oh, so, yeah, 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 and the guy you're thinking of, yeah, they're very similar.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, that would have bugged me all night. Thank you.
0: <laughs> all the nerds are just like, delete, 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 De- delete. Yeah. Oh,
1: so close, so close. So close. I just finished. Dear Superpod HeroCast, yeah. <laughs> once again. Is is the Joker writing it? Is Mark Hamill's the Joker? Oh, <laughs> oh, you see we that? we can't say that. That's sad. Don't. Did you see that he's...
0: Did, yeah, yeah, that's I'm why sure I'm saying don't this. say that. Don't say yeah. it. I don't.
1: But, you can't say it out loud. Nope. But I love... No, don't say I, it. L- I love that he's doing it. I love the, his reason for it. He's a class act. Yep. Oh, I love when right wing right wing people come for him, Mark Hamill on Twitter. Like he's like Neil Gaiman. Like don't fuck with him. He's going to come right back over the top, and you're going to lose. Don't fuck with the Jedi Master, son.
0: Ego had hired Yondu to collect uh, young Quill after Meredith's death. Literally. Like, was the spaceship in orbit? And like, she's flatlined. Go, go. Go, 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 go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But the boy was never delivered. And Ego has been searching for him ever since. He teaches Quill to manipulate his celestial powers with some of the roughest green screen we've seen in a Marvel movie in a long time. (laughs) Oh, when they're playing, like, catch with with the ball. Mm-hmm. of energy when they first like when they first get there i'm like oh this is really pretty when it's a two shot of them like kind of a close-up i'm like yeah well, it's quite obviously a green screen and those are some 90s edges around them it's pretty rough um, and and it's, it's so rough because right afterwards, it's that full shot, like with y- uh, with Yadu, with um Ego walking down into the lower part of the the stairway there, and then mm-hmm. the throwing, and that's beautiful. Like, how but the fuck do we go from that nice shot, shot yeah. shitty composite, to this beautiful, like, what yeah. the
1: fuck's going on? Um, you know, I, I, I love the idea that's happening there, and it makes perfect sense, right? Like, Ego needs to see if Peter can summon up and... Control this power, which he has not yet found an offspring who can. Right, really, what's happening is Peter is playing catch with his dad. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, one hundred percent. Oh man, so that's yeah, great. I almost wonder, and and I'm not, I'm not nervous about this. I'm sure it'll be fine. But you know, if you think about some of like the the core defining features of some of the iconic Marvel characters, and I, I'll fully admit was not a Fantastic Four fan. I don't actively dislike them. I just they were never. They never really appeal to me, but like the whole concept of the Fantastic Four is Uh they are a family. So, you know, I was thinking about that watching the scene. Is there still room to convey that? Because I feel like if that doesn't come through, then it's not going to be a good adaptation. I don't care like if it's cosmic rays in the rocket ship or it's transdimensional. I don't care about that because I don't think that's a defining core feature I think like the it's family. their relationship. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know. I I, I, I worry. But we'll a find bit. out. Uh, well, what next year? Uh, two, two years, four. Yeah, uh, twenty four, twenty five. I, I think it's twenty twenty five. July eighth, two thousand five. Yeah. Two
0: thousand five. Yep.
1: July eighth. Two thousand
0: five. Yep. yep. Two years. Two thousand and five.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait. <laughs> I was looking at, oh, and I'm like, there go. And why would they at use the wrong
0: Fantastic Four?
1: I'm like, why would they use the promo picture with Chris Evans as the human torch? That's yeah. that <laughs> yep. I don't care about that one, motherfuckers. Okay. We've already so watched that one. We've watched that one and I'm not happy about it. That one looks like November, 2024. So, so next year. year
0: Oh, okay. Holy shit. They, we should get casting announcements pretty soon then.
1: Yeah. Now that's an article I'm seeing on com, And the article is from, well, July of 2021. So a year and a half. Oh, uh, so, so that,
0: it might've been when what's his face was still attached. Yeah. Adam Shakeman. Hang on. Let's I got see. it.
1: Oh, now they're saying February 2025. 20, okay. So that pushes it back a little bit. Yep. That's no, not too bad. No, it's not too bad. I mean, that's two years from now. February
0: 14th, Valentine's Day. It's going to be a date night movie. Um,
1: (laughs) Who are you taking? Because I know your wife has no desire. She might. Oh, am I I your Valentine in 2025?
0: uh, You'll always be my podcast Valentine. (laughs) Did you see who is rumored to be uh, Reed Richards? Yes. Dev Patel, who I like. Oh, besides, uh, Dev Patel too, but also Adam Driver.
1: Uh, I don't want that. I love Adam Driver. I think he's a great actor. I don't know what it is, but I don't like him for Fantastic Four.
0: You just don't like him because he was Kylo Ren?
1: I don't know who that character is, so that means... How
0: fucking dare you. (laughs) Commander, where are we? We seem to be stuck in an alternate dimension and you're no longer a captain or a commander. commander. Dear god, are you a lieutenant? Why are you talking like that? Oh no, I don't I don't know why I'm talking like that. But no, I seem oh. to have no rank, only the title of doctor. I don't think there are admirals either. Captain, I mean commander, I mean look Casey, we are getting a message. It seems we have been tasked with reviewing a historical document entitled Galaxy Quest? Then there's no moment to spare. Engage. No, I, I I don't think Nightshift um, Radio Legal has cleared usage of engage, so you might want to just dial oh. that back there. All right. Well, then I guess it's up to us to say, join us over on the Where No Mom Has Gone Before podcast as we review 1999's Galaxy Quest. Never give up. Never surrender. Mom.
1: Combat, exploration, and roleplay, these are known as the three pillars of play that make every game of Dungeons & Dragons exciting, tense, and rewarding. But we believe there's another pillar to the world's greatest roleplaying game,
0: and that fourth pillar is creation. Are you a dungeon master who has always wanted to create your own monsters, execute your own adventures, design your own challenges, spells, classes, and lineages?
1: That is what we here at the Fourth Pillar of Play, a Night Shift radio production, are doing learning game design by designing games. We
0: are not professionals. We are enthusiastic amateurs, just like many of you. So join us as we review and discuss information by professional game designers and put theory into practice by creating new worlds, new monsters, and new opportunities for heroic players. I'm Josh. And I'm Talon. Join us at the Fourth Pillar of Play, available wherever you download your podcasts, or visit us at www.fourthpillarofplay.com,
1: And we look forward to creating with you.
0: Nebula arrives on Ego's planet and tries to kill Gamora.
1: And Todd, how does she try to kill Gamora? By fucking chasing her down in a spaceship. The way you do it. Like you probably. do it, yeah. I love that Nebula looks up and... She's and she has that oh shit moment before she can possibly see who. Yeah, in the it, ship. but she knows who it is. She's like, she one hundred percent. That's knows. my sister. Um, uh, how about the
0: part where it crashes through the planet, and after it crashes, Nebula decides to pick up one of the ship's blasters and fucking start shooting at Nebula.
1: Yeah. Gamora's a fucking it's badass. Yeah. It, it it almost looks like a moment, uh, uh, a shot out of like a video game, mm-hmm. like a ratchet and crank or yeah. something, right? Like the ridiculously oversized gun. It's the BFG. Yeah. It's the BFG.
0: It's the BBFG. And uh, it is not the biofusion gun, as they call it in the Doom movie. It's the big <laughs> fucking gun.
1: <laughs> it's just big fucking gun. That's right.
0: Uh, but the pair reach an uneasy alliance when they discover a cavern filled with skeletal remains. We need to get off this planet. As uh, Tim said in Monty Python the Holy Grail. Look
1: at the bones! Real kind of parallel to like, it's a little bit of an Omni-Man story if you've read or watched Invincible, mm-hmm. right? Uh, actually, I guess not watched. I don't think that's in season one. But if it you've is. read it, it's the same idea. Oh, is it say, season one? Yeah. Uh, very much that same idea. And I love every time, like whether it's Drax asking ego about his penis or, you know, impregnating his seed amongst the stars. I love Peter's reaction. Every time he's like, Oh, yeah, ah." I don't need to
0: hear this. He planted seedlings on thousands of worlds that can terraform a new extension of himself, but only the power of two celestials can activate it.
1: Uh, little bit of tidbit here and it might mean nothing but it's a specific word that has a specific meaning in marvel comics penis. and in the mcu yeah uh penis <laughs> when ego touches him and peter kind of goes like whoa, star whoa <laughs> it's a, it was a good touch oh well maybe not um well he goes kind of like starbound there as he sees like the purpose right the, the grand plan mm-hmm. do you remember what the word that peter says is what the word that he no. says right there? Peter says, I see it. "Eternity." In Marvel Comics, Eternity is one of the cosmic beings
0: who will see who will see
1: in a later Marvel movie. So um, I wondered about that, and you know, Ego, the Living Planet, in the comics, you know, not on the level, not of, a celestial, yeah, right? not a celestial, not on that level. But in the MCU, he is, and I and I wondered if that specific word was intentional. Knowing James Gunn, I, I I can't imagine that it was accidental that he said that word.
0: I mean, it's gotta be. I mean, James Gunn knows what he's doing. No surprise, the Guardians will show up in Infinity War and Endgame and the Russos and James Gunn got together and he's like, okay, you can do this, but you can't do this because I wanna do this.
1: So there's a couple places. So here's one of them. Looking ahead, what if that is foreshadowing... So Ego's plan was to basically replace all life in the universe with himself.
0: Himself. So everything is Ego, yeah.
1: What if that was an attempt to like move beyond celestial level? So in the comics, eternity is literally the embodiment of all existence. Kind of the top-level cosmic being. What if the idea is to jump from celestial level to eternity level. Like what Mm. if that's the goal of the plan? Like by becoming all life, I will become more than any other celestial. There's, there's opportunities to fuck around with this because I mean, the movie was not well received. I still think it's ultimate value will be judged later on. But what if, I mean, we don't know where celestials is going. What if this, is a bigger e- arc. Eternals, you mean? Sorry, I mean, the Celestials, right, which showed up in Eternals. Listen, I do yeah. the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Celestials Eternals. and Eternals
0: but and what's the bad, What's the, what are the bad the things in, deviants, in Eternals? The deviants. Which isn't... No, that's a comic. That, oh, that's comic. Yeah, yeah. No, no, isn't that what Thanos is partly? Isn't he, he part Deviant? Yeah,
1: yes. Like, he's got some recessive It gets really genes. confusing
0: yeah. very quickly. What if, like
1: what for if... For fuck's sake. What if that is... I, I, I can't Imagine that Kevin Feige goes from having this incredibly well-crafted master plan for the movies to having no plan. Now, I don't think everything's going to tie to the one arc, but I can't imagine that everything we saw in Eternals is just not going to go anywhere. I so I'll be um, th- so that that's I'm putting my stake in the ground. I've been wrong before, but uh, I I think that means something. Okay. Yeah. Uh where the fuck was I? To that end, he impregnated countless women.
0: Oh yes, thank yes. you. So to that end, he impregnated countless women and hired Yandu to collect some of the children, but killed them all when they failed to access the celestial power.
1: So was that order 66
0: or never- Yeah, 100%. Okay. It's it's Yandu it's Yandu's it's it, God damn! It, I keep switching them back yeah, and forth, which right. is running for a line yeah. later. It's Ego's uh, order sixty-six. Yeah, 100%, yeah yep. totally. <clears throat> uh, uh, At first, under Ego's influence, Quill fights back when Ego reveals that he gave Meredith the brain tumor that killed her due to the distractions she posed. Hey, uh, Ego, don't let the fact that you're a bad guy out before your plan's done. Like <laughs>
1: that's right. That's right.
0: Not a not a good idea, and I just love the cool effect because he's got the star eyes yes. going on. He's got like the universe in his eyes, and the instant that said, "It broke my heart to put that tumor in her head," and it's the rack focus in on him, and it dissipates into his pupils. Just the what? Yes, that's pretty good. <laughs> you're like, oh, you have yeah. hit a nerve on Mister, like ego. Peter won't return to Earth because his mother died there. He won't go to a fucking planet because of that. It's not like he won't go to Missouri. He won't go to the fucking planet. Don't mention that you're the yeah, one who you know, killed her.
1: So I had a, you know the end of the sentence. I'll say it, but I'll say it now because it makes perfect sense. This villain turn for ego is delightful. It's just holy cow. It's it's so worth it. It's so yeah, worth it's it. It's pretty yeah. great. Now, no, right. I know that sounds bad.
0: <laughs> he shoots him a bunch of times. Uh, as he's regrowing, he turns himself into... David Hasselhoff. David He's searching for
1: the perfect form that Quill would, you know, welcome. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. And I don't know how you go from Hasselhoff to Kurt Russell, oh. but okay. Forcing Ego to parasitically draw Quill's energy to activate the ceilings, which begins to consume every world. Did you catch... Yes, when it is destroying Missouri, yes. is one of the places it starts to come out of. Yep. Did you catch Peter's parents
1: oh, or grandparents? No, I, th- rather, no. There's another cameo there. That oh uh, yes, James Gunn's parents. To. Oh no, no. Go ahead. Who's yours?
0: Uh, James Gunn's parents are one of the people that die at oh. the beginning. The, they're the one that he's holding the camera.
1: Yes, that's yes, his yes. dad
0: and his mom's. Obviously, next to her, to him, and then when the stuff stops and it pushes the car up. You yep. get that shot of the two older people in the car? Yep. That's Peter's grandparents. Oh, Same no actor. way. No Same way. actor and everything.
1: Uh, there's a couple security guards trying to calm people down. Do you know who one of them is? No. Do you watch uh, Jimmy Kimmel's late night show? Yes. Uh, Guillermo is one of them. What? Disney owns ABC. Jimmy Kimmel's on ABC. It was a Guillermo Rodriguez is one of the c- cops or security guards in that scene when the seeds start to activate. and
0: Oh my God, I've got to go back and watch that.
1: You do, and then you have to, you got to go back to the episode, and I can't remember, it must have been when they were promoting the movie, but on the Jimmy Kimmel show, they talked to Guillermo about that scene. Was it James Gunn they had on? Whoever they had on to talk about the movie, they talked about Guillermo, and I think they gave him lines, and he was so bad, the lines got cut, and you just see him like, React like a, oh, oh. <laughs> My and, God. Yes, yes.
0: I gotta go back and find that. That's funny. That's yeah, very funny.
1: Yeah. First of all, kudos to Guillermo Rodriguez, uh, who's, oh, he's born in January of 71. He's 52 years old. Uh, that's a great age. Uh, good, you know, good for him for making a career out of this. I, I genuinely love his work on Jimmy Kimmel's show, but especially. His work on the red carpet every year. Oh, Mm -hmm. my God. Mm -hmm. Him Mm -hmm. smuggling the tequila in the microphone. (laughs) Like, oh, it's the best. I would go drinking with Guillermo. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, So uh, Mantis, uh, Ego's naive empath servant, grows close to Drax.
0: The scene where they're sitting on the steps. Mm Mm-hmm. And Drax is remembering <laughs> a time with his wife, oh. and she touches him. Palm's reaction. Oh my god, it's so beautiful.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's
0: like oh my, this is really, really well done by both of them. Like surprise actors in both of these movies are definitely Palm, whose last name I'm not going to try and pronounce because we keep butchering it. Yeah, and uh, Batista. They're yeah. they're so
1: good. Yeah, agree. Um, now, she warns him of Ego's plan. Gamora and <laughs> Nebula also learn of the plan as Rocket, Yandu, Groot, and Kraglin arrive. The reunited <laughs> guardians travel to Ego's brain at the planet's core, during which Yandu reveals that he kept Quill to spare him from the fate of Ego's other progeny. I, I love that moment. You've got to set it up by saying Yandu's an outcast because he trafficked in children. It's got to be distasteful in order for his... Choice,
0: his redemption. To,
1: to, yeah, yeah. Like, right. You, you, you got to go there, but and I, it's not a force. I don't think it's a forced
0: redemption. And I think it's no. a redemption that works.
1: It works very well. Agree. Agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as they come under attack from the sovereign's drones, Rocket makes a bomb using the stolen batteries because, of course, he does, <laughs> which Groot plants on the brain. Now. <laughs> I this is I'm clearly explaining
0: the, the the the
1: switches. This is one of the funniest movies in the MCU. Mm-hmm. And this specific scene, battle it out, put this in the sweet 16 bracket battle for the funniest Marvel scene in any movie because holy shit. Don't push this button because that will set off the bomb immediately and we'll all be dead. Now, repeat back what I just said. I am Uh-huh. I good That's right.: I'm good. No. Now that's the button that will kill everyone. This is a brilliant a brilliant comedy scene. hmm
0: And then he gets distracted by Peter.:
1: Nobody has any tape. Not a single person has tape. No. Nope. Did you ask Nebula?: Yes are you sure i asked yondu and she was sitting right next to him i knew you were lying you have priceless batteries and an atomic bomb in your bag if anybody's gonna have tape it's you that's exactly my point i have to do everything you are wasting a lot of time here
0: Get group, ready
1: we're all gonna die oh my god bradley cooper <laughs> fuck he's so brilliant Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, All right.
1: So uh, Quill fights Ego with his newfound celestial powers to distract him long enough for the other guardians and mantis to escape. The bomb explodes. Boy, we're glossing. This sequence is, it's not a short sequence. It all works. It all works.
0: I just love when, when Peter realizes that he can create anything. I'm going to make some weird shit. And this is one of the times because Ego makes a giant stone version of himself.
1: And Peter and makes Pac-Man. Pac-Man. Uh, it's it's yeah. I yes. want to know
0: how much it costs Disney to license that.
1: I'll bet not much. I'll bet it's a you know Nintendo's happy for the goodwill, right? Uh, is it Nintendo? Namco. Okay. Namco.
0: Namco. Namco. Not Nintendo.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do so, you know the trick? You're wearing headphones, but if you take your finger and stick it. About three-quarters of the way into you You can't do it with your, the headphones yeah. in. What do you mean? <laughs> For the listeners at home, Todd yeah. just tried to stick his finger in his ear. I was, I was
1: pantomiming in. what you were talking and about. And then yeah. you go up and down? Yeah.
0: Just take that's one ear the, the, off and do it. Oh it makes my the, God. It, yep. it makes yep. the murka, 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 murka sound.
1: That's funny. Oh, that's really funny. Mm-hmm. I know I've talked about this off-mic, off-podcast.
0: We're not talking about pixels, are we?
1: No, no. <laughs> the last few moments of the countdown... As ego realizes what is about to happen mm-hmm. is amazing. Is why you
0: hire Russell Crowe. It's Russell.
1: Yep, or god. Kurt Russell. You get hired Damn him it, well.
0: I haven't done that in a long time. Yeah. Some people call them feet. Yes, yeah, oh, you mother. But I did that before with Kurt Russell. I called him Russell Crowe. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, my oh problem? my god, his. I, I mean, he conveys this immortal being as you know, old as the universe. Mm-hmm. on the edge of dying and it's horror and I, man i i love it i love kurt russell listen, listen to me you are a god if you kill me you'll be just like everybody else
0: what's so wrong with that
1: he's a great actor with a phenomenal fucking hair and he's <laughs> how old is kurt russell uh he's gotta he's be in his, his mid-60s 70s.
0: oh really? he's old
1: and, oh yeah yeah, I think he's so he was born in 51. So he's oh, so he just turned 70. Uh, he's born in March 17th, 51. So he's about to turn 72. So he's in his early 70s. Okay, good yeah. for
0: him. Looking like yes. he does.
1: Yes, and married to one of the original smoke shows. Uh, 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 uh. not married. Oh, not married. Long time life partner to yep. the amazing Goldie Hawn.
0: Yeah, they're also they're, uh, both their kids are super talented too.
1: Oh, wait. Just, just the two? Oh, that's, that's tough. That's well, tough. Uh, Kate Hudson's not... Neither Kate nor Oliver Hudson are... Oh, it's his, Oliver. That's right. ...are his biological children, but they call him dad. He raised them. He, it's, right, it's... it's this movie. He is their yondu. Right. Do they have an actual... Do they have a child together? They. They do... The amazing Wyatt Russell, who we will love to hate as U.S. agent. Oh,
0: Wyatt, I'm sorry. You're wonderful.
1: How can you not tell that fucking jaw? That is the Kurt Russell jaw. I mean, <laughs> come on. I holy love Wyatt Russell.
0: I love Wyatt Russell. Ra- Ra- Moving on. Okay. All right. No, no, fuck it. It's your birthday episode. I'll leave that in.
1: Okay. Beautiful. All right. The bomb explodes, killing Ego as the planet is crumbling. Love the effect of his form crumbling, and it Mm -hmm. starts, like, basically where his brain is. Yep. Uh, Amazing, amazing CGI. Um, Really
0: good CGI there, yeah.
1: Yeah. uh, The planet's disintegrating. Quill loses his celestial powers soon after Ego's death. Uh, so I'm gonna ask this question now uh-huh. and it's another this was I said there was two places I want to look forward so the whole idea is that it's not just that Peter is the descendant is the child of ego right because there was a whole cave full of children of ego that didn't have the power quill had the celestial power why should that power die just because ego's dead what if the shock and trauma of this event like what if Peter kind of like temporarily loses access to the power?
0: The next time we see the Guardians is four years later. Mm hmm. So. Still hasn't.
1: Yep. Yeah, but, but maybe.
0: Maybe in volume three we might see may, it.
1: Maybe he needs some kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously well, here, the snap was a big deal, but. What
0: know. are you talking about? I don't know what you're
1: talking
0: about. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but we will talk about because I don't think we'll actually review it on the podcast. It's the perfect place to talk about it. Sure, Mantis is Quill's half sister. Like,
1: oh, you're gonna, oh, I didn't know if you were gonna talk about that here. Yeah, so yeah we find this so, out in the holiday special. Yeah,
0: yeah, I said we're not gonna review it, so might as well talk yeah, about that's it fair. here. That's fair. So, do, does she get her empathic powers from
1: maybe she got some smidge of power and it shows up as, empty. but the empath
0: might be from her mother's, uh, Race, it's gotta be
1: maybe that's from ego, but she didn't get the like the light, the light spark, you know what I mean?
0: So, should, but shouldn't her empathic powers have gone away?
1: Uh, well, to your point, we don't know where they came from,
0: right? So, I'm guessing that that must be
1: it. But if they did come from ego, it's more a, support that he didn't actually lose his powers.
0: Maybe that's uh, how Quill's gonna save the day in volume three, he's gonna be like, yeah.
1: surprise, have had these. <laughs> I'm still a god, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, little g. Little g. Yes, of course. Of course. Of course. So uh, I, I can't wait for volume three because I'm. I just. Well, you there's only just, have to wait a couple more months.
0: A it's going to be months. here yeah, before we're not. I, and of course, we can't go by because it was a thing. Sure. With, uh Peter is it, thinks he's going to die. He's doing the old looking around at the destruction around him, accept his fate. In comes Yondu. They fly down uh, and <laughs> Peter. What happens before? He saves Peter before when the ship crashes. <laughs> what? You look like Mary Poppins. Is he cool? Hell yeah, he's cool. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. People were going to comic cons as Mary Poppins, Yondu. Yeah.
1: That was Fucking the that genius. was the the, the the con ace of the year was that mm-hmm. Mary Poppins Yandu mashup. And we saw a couple that were really, really good. Really,
0: really good. good, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, it couldn't go by without talking about that because... Sure.
1: Todd, what happens next? Uh, so Yandu sacrifices himself to save Quill, and he dies in the vacuum of space.
2: He may have been your father, boy, but he wasn't your daddy.
1: Good God, what a beautiful line. So, honest question Did you tear up at that moment? On the rewatch, not, did you not tear up not this time? Not this time. No. Nope. The, the uh, not this time, not the first time
0: we watched it, because I was so in uh, there's been a time that I've watched this. Yeah. That gets me, I just I, I Chris Pratt's fine as an actor, but he's not selling he's actually kind of taking away from Yandu's death for me. Uh, oh. could you just shut
1: the fuck up? <laughs>
0: Could you, could you let the sadness happen?
1: I'll say it. I watch rewatching it uh, tonight. Yeah, I teared up. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely.
0: And I get that. I totally get it. It's a very touching, moving moment.
1: Yeah. Having reconciled with Gamora, Nebula still chooses to leave and resume her quest to kill Thanos by herself. The yeah, guardians. I, Jesus. The guardians <laughs> hold a funeral for Yandu. So uh, Yandu has
0: uh, a Vikings funeral up higher. Right. Yep. It's pretty. It's pretty badass. Yep. The fin that he wears is a prototype. Right. Usually, there's only one. Right. Maybe he had two. <laughs> mm. I know where. You're,
1: I know why. Maybe you said it was that. a co- maybe it was a cosmetic only fin. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Mm. All right. So it definitely Fair gets point. burned up. It and, definitely uh, gets burned up. Yep. So <laughs> a prototype gets burned up. You agree? Maybe that was the mark. Maybe that was the mark fifty nine. And Craglin is going to wear the Mark sixty. Who knows? No, oh, good lord.
0: Yeah. Baby. All right. Uh, now, now, now you're being the Marvel zombie.
1: A hundred percent. Which Craglin and dozens of Ravager ships attack.
0: Oh, very important. Yep. Ego destroys the Walkman. How dare oh, you? He does the douche. And what does Craglin hand him? It's
1: called a Zune. It's what everybody's listening to on Earth nowadays. It's got three hundred songs on it. Three
0: hundred songs.
1: I have 2,906 songs on my phone.
0: <laughs> right? And it's just kind of like, hmm. I mean, yes, that's a joke that James Gunn is making that he's like 300. But that was a big going, deal when the Zune was around. Sure, 300 songs. And you he's going me? from a cassette tape.
1: Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cassette tape. So, But he yeah. listens
0: to Fathers and Sons.
1: Uh, Father and Son by Fathers great, and Great. Th- yeah. Is, uh, I thought it was Fathers yeah. and Sons. Nope. Father and Son. Uh, in fact it's So that's a song that When we change. watched it It was familiar Again, Just I'm born in 71 Oh, it is I'm sorry
0: Yeah Cat yeah. 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 no, no, Stevens
1: Cat Stevens that's Yusuf Hawkins Now, if I remember There's correctly so Or Yusuf Islam No Yusuf Hawkins, Find Yusuf Islam, Yusuf Islam, I think. But that song, and maybe it's because my oldest son is 24. I mean, he's a huh? he's a man. That Boy, me? that song hits me. Uh, of you know, all oh, yeah. the songs in this movie, that's the one that gets me.
0: Yep, this whole ending is really beautiful,
1: and especially because Stallone does such, does such a great job of like shunning Yandu earlier the in the movie. So when all of the Ravenger ships show up and they start firing their cannons, right? Like mm-hmm. giving and him doing the send-off, mm-hmm. legitimately I teared up again it, it, right there it's- what gets me is Sean's reaction to it
0: because yeah. it's so raw yeah! like the way he hits himself you feel like everything in there it's it's beautiful yeah some of the other ravenger captains that we see here we see the wonderful who is ha- she is having a moment right now the wonderful Michelle Yao
1: Yes, yes.
0: God. Yes. I love her so much.
1: She's amazing. Yep. Yeah. Yondu, Dante. I will see you in the stars. Yeah, so this is uh, where basically we're getting... Oh, no, no, you're right. It's, it'll be later. It'll be... Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. In this, we'll get Charlie 27, the amazing Ving Rhames. uh, um, Do we see him here or just
0: in the end credits scene? Really well, old friend. There's only one that we only see, two that we only see in only the end see, credit the end scene. Credit.
1: Yeah, uh, and listen, let me correct. Uh, so I don't want this to be this. Yusuf Hawkins was a young black child. Oh, he was 16, murdered in Bensonhurst, Brooklyn, in a racial attack. So he's a, a young black Christ. child man. Yeah. So my apologies, Fuck. Yusuf Hawkins. Uh, got the got the name mixed up. Yusuf Islam is the name that is uh, now cat Stevens. name Yes. yeah. Yes. You know who we haven't talked about at all? This Who's whole
0: that? podcast, and we're about to end, we're about to end movie this thing.
1: Oh, who? Who plays Martin X? Well, we don't see him till post-credit scene.
0: No, no. He's there. He's there with uh he's the co captain for um
1: uh Sylvester Sloan for Star Fox. Starhawk? Starhawk, Star yeah. Individual. He's the I th-
0: yeah. I think <laughs> right. I,
1: I didn't think we saw I didn't think we saw Martin X till the end credit scene.
0: He's there. He's when all the other Ravengers leave after Sar oh, totally Hawk tells him off, he yeah. stands there for a second. He's oh. like, Yeah, fuck you. Oh, I
1: missed that. Yeah, your favorite so- Michael Rosenbaum.
0: Michael Rosenbaum, one of the Lex Luthers.
1: Yes, that's right. One of the many. One of the many. A
0: Lex Luthor. Um, right. Yeah, like again. Friends with James Gunn got put in this, and I believe, uh, I'm fucking we got, hoping.
1: My, we know that stone Sto- 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 comes back for three, so I assume we'll get the other ones.
0: <gasps> Wait, are we going to get, because, okay,
1: let's get to, uh, let's end okay, movie right, this right, and then okay. we'll die. All right, so uh, the Ravager ships attend Yandu's funeral, acknowledging his sacrifice and accepting him as a Ravager again. During the funeral, Mm -hmm. Gamora admits she loves Peter. In the most Gamora way possible. Yeah. What? It's
2: just...
0: It's
2: an unspoken (laughs) thing. And they
0: become a couple. That's the end of this thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And that movie.
1: But. Oh, but wait. There's more
0: in a series of mid and post credit scenes, Craglin takes up Yondu's telekinetic arrow and control fin, which somehow is still a thing. The uh, other and
1: prototype. Yeah.
0: The other prototype. Uh <laughs> Ravenger leader Skitar Skitar Ogord. St-
1: Stack Ogord? Yeah.
0: Yeah, sure. I tried. Uh yep. reunites with his ex teammates. If this doesn't become something in Guardians of the Galaxy 3, I swear yeah. to Christ, I'm going to rage because it is they form the original guardians
1: yes stallone comes back for guardians three so i gotta assume why would you bring him back and not the others because um, vi- who the voice of mainframe is the, uh Miley the- cyrus
0: i miss you guys so much yes <laughs> which is awkward <laughs> because she was married to another uh marvel character's oh. brother <laughs>
1: Ah, yeah, well listen yeah, I don't think we're, we know we're not getting Thor in three, so that's okay.
0: Yeah, uh, Aisha creates, I still remember. So like, yes, Elizabeth Debicki, beautiful. Sure. In her first scene, and then when she's flying a. Um, a drone ship. A drone at the end. Yep. Didn't really notice. For some reason, when her hair is down, it's a wig, but the wig is yeah. down, it's kind of in her face. I was like, Aisha's kind of hot. What's going on? Yeah. It didn't. It it took till then. And now, of course, every time I watch it, I'm like, uh, it's Elizabeth Becky. She's gorgeous. (laughs) Has created an artificial being whom she plans to destroy the Guardians. I
2: think I shall call him Adam.
0: To which we all, in the theater, because then it turns and shows the pod, we all went, oh my God, Adam's range.
1: Oh, God. Now, technically, that's the pod that Adam Warlock will use to become. Magus, who is an evil version of himself, who's like his own worst enemy. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. We got the original Adam Warlock cocoon in
0: Guardians one.
1: Uh and credits of Thor two and in Guardians. And then 1. in Guardians. Yeah.
0: And then it's open in Guardians and, and one. And that's
1: ob- oh, Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right.
0: But somehow um, it just doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, it just doesn't matter. But that's okay. That's okay.
0: To James Gunn's credit, yes. He was supposed yep. to be in this movie. Yep, and James went. Nope, that's too many characters. And good for you, James, to uh, have the restraint. Thank God.
1: Yes, don't
0: because it would have been.
1: I love Adam Warlock. I loved him, but before like the whole Infinity Saga became a thing, I mm-hmm. would say he was a pretty. He was a much more obscure character. I loved him even back then. I am so excited. I can't wait to get him. I can't wait to get him. Can't wait to get him.
0: Last scene. Yep, Grit has grown into a teenager. <laughs>
1: oh. So all of the twigs around his room, is that like you come into the teenage boy's room and watch where you step? Is that...
0: It's all his crunchy socks?
1: Yeah. It's all his crunchy socks. Yes. See, um, you do that in the privacy of your own room. That's a totally natural thing. You just do it by yourself. Until yeah, you just do it. Yeah. For um, other people to be... Yeah. Yep.
0: Very important to point out the scene. It's just Peter and Groot, and Groot does a... I am Groot. ...to him, mm-hmm. and Peter... Does what? I am not boring. You're boring. So therefore, he understood what Groot said. This is the oh. first time Peter has understood Groot. He's learning how to speak Groot.
1: Oh, interesting! Isn't that cool? Isn't that yeah. a cool little
0: like show? Don't you know? Just yeah. let it happen. Yeah, it, it happen. I love that so much. Uh, and then, um, and then our finally. last. Yeah. Finally, after all the credits happen, <sighs> after we get Jeff Goldblum.
1: Yes, that's right. In the credits, I was like, what the fuck is Jeff?" In the music, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, uh, he's, but no, he's also one of the little placard cards that go by during the credits.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean, but like, at the Disco Inferno, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, We get uh, a group of uninterested, uninterested watchers abandon their informant, played by
1: Stan Lee. Which blows the theory that he was a watcher in disguise. That's. It's debunked. Hey, fellas. Hey, wait, where are you going? Hey, you were supposed to be my lift home. How will I get out of here?
2: Hey, oh, gee, I've got so many more stories to tell. Oh,
1: guys. Oh, gee.
0: He's kind of a watcher. He's kind of not.
1: But he's, he's human. He's human who happens to have been in place.
0: Sent yeah. to them, yeah. Because he's sitting there in a full-on spacesuit.
1: Yeah. And Casey, that.
0: That is movie
1: so todd god i love that movie yep as always oh okay
0: we got some questions
1: yep yep hey todd yep who was mm-hmm.
0: your favorite character
1: so there's not a weak spot in this movie that's my mm-hmm. stance okay and having said that my favorite character i was so excited when he got cast it's kurt russell's ego
0: yeah, it's Kurt Russell. He's pretty Yay! fucking great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kurt's great. I, I don't, he, I, yeah. and I don't hate this movie. I just, I don't like it as much as the first one.
1: Sure, that's fair. That's fair.
0: I'm um, going to turn on the first one before I'm going to
1: turn this one on. Yeah. Okay. Now here's a tough one. What's the best scene?
0: It is the post fight, uh, the post breakout. Or, no, they, they after they get captured, and Yondu and Rocket are arguing and the whole mm-hmm. thing about... And pretty much all the Yondu-Rocket
1: interactions. Yeah, that's right. Really like, when weird. he's like, is it your goal just to be an asshole to everybody? Oh, my God. And, we glossed we gloss right over the, the part where Rocket zaps Gamora... So she can't go down? Yeah, sorry, I Will? can't
0: only lose one friend. I can only lose
1: one friend. Yeah, oh. Because uh. Rocket's like, oh, I'm the dad of the group, right? Like, like, uh-huh. he, or yeah, yeah. Well, Holy he thinks
0: shit. he's the captain. He thinks he's the captain. Yeah. Of the- <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> he's that's right. right. He's the leader of the group. Yeah, how about you?
1: Uh, so this is like, what's your favorite movie? Do I want a moment that's touching? Do I want a moment that's funny? Do I mm-hmm. want a moment that's full of action? I mean... I've gushed over a lot of the moments. Those would be the ones i go to, but there's so much good stuff in this movie. I mean, James Gunn is a fucking genius.
0: He is a fucking genius. Yeah. You're right.
1: Um, this uh, is not a short movie. It's oh, two hours, uh, can, can 17... I ask,
0: can I ask a question?
1: Oh, sure. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, Todd, what's one scene you would cut? Uh, I mean, so it's not... A, <laughs> hey, Casey, it's not a short movie. Two hours, no. 17 no. minutes. Yeah. Um, that said... There's not a moment in the movie where I'm like, oh, come on, move it along. There's, there's nothing I would cut.
0: I would tighten up some of the jokes. Some of the jokes go on too long, specifically okay. the trash panda. Okay. I used to be like, just cut the trash panda, but it moves us to the next moment. So have Peter call him a trash panda, and that's the last straw for him.
1: Okay. That's so when talk- he jumps you're on you. you literally him. talking about seconds.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Specifically that one, but there are other ones that we kind of talked about. Just trim off some of the jokes. There's just a couple too many jokes in here. Okay. This is when people are like, oh, the MCU is too jokey and too quippy. This movie, I agree. It has the heart in the end, but the journey from Quipville to Hartstown, it's too long a train ride.
1: Okay, that's fair. Um. Good luck with this one. Who's the actor having the most fun? It's Kurt Russell. It's got to be Kurt Russell. Yeah. It's Kurt I Russell. Mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> <It's> so simple. <laughs> you know, Bradley Cooper's got to be having fun, but he's not. But I he's got to be blowing his
0: voice doing that. Yeah, doing and who knows?
1: Maybe, maybe like, hey, I'll I'll roll in with my coffee, go into the into the sound booth. You know, that's got to be a better work life balance than being on set. But he's missing. Everything, but yeah, it's gotta be Kirk.
0: he's isolated and also if you watch the footage, it does look like he's working his butt off. Like
1: oh he's yeah, oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Kurt's working his butt off, but he's just being swaggery Kurt Russell and being <laughs> fantastic at it.
1: Yeah. It's a role he's been training his whole life for. Now, mm-hmm. Casey, the IMDB score for this movie is a seven point six out of ten. How say you?
0: That's an eight. It's a solid eight. It's a B plus
1: movie. Okay. I'll go up a full point. This is a nine out of ten. I mean Okay. That's fine. Yeah. It's complex. I I'm I'm here for it. You know, it's certainly building towards a bigger, you know, to bigger stakes. Yeah, it works for me. Yeah. Um now So Todd. Da- yeah.
0: Oh, da- dad's breakdown. Dad's breakdown. Yeah. Sure. Watch it with your kid. Who cares? Absolutely. Yep. There's nothing. Yeah. Uh so Todd. Yes. Our first duty in life is, of course, to please that booty. But <laughs>
1: shaft <laughs> who is the man who will who is the man who is other of the man shaft, shaft.
0: Yeah. you damn right right yes please. um <laughs> uh, but our our duty on this podcast yes is of course
1: and now it's time to pull the next movie from thor's helmet so go right ahead uh i think i forgot that uh uh, and, and it was who is the man who will who would risk his neck for his brother, man?
0: <laughs> I Chad. thought you are like, I think I forgot it's time to pull the movie and I don't have the movies here. I'm like, then why are you still sitting there? Just go get them.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. That's right here. Uh, listen, I got to be honest with you. We've had a run of two good movies. I, I don't. Let's wanna, go for three. <laughs> let's go for the trifecta, please. Like, let's just. Okay. All right. I hat have a hat hands, trick. Hat
0: trick. Hat <laughs> trick.
1: All right. Here we go. All right. All right. Oh, it's a long string of words, so it's not MCU, it's not DCU, it's not X-Men.
0: Oh, it's not good, is it?
1: (laughs) You know, fun fact about the making of this movie, Casey, I don't know if you know this, um, when James Gunn first had his idea for the movie, he was initially told they couldn't use Ego because... Marvel didn't retain the rights to ego because he was more closely associated with another property. That property, of course, was Fantastic Four. Rise of the Silver Surfer. Rise of the Silver Surfer.
0: (laughs) The part that Chris Evans says he would come back to the MCU for.
1: I would show up for that. I'm not excited about this, but let's watch that. I'm not excited about this,
0: but I'm like, really? Uh, That? Do you realize... How good you are as Captain America, right? Like, as a person who thought Captain America was kind of a doofus.
1: Norton Rad's an interesting. I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna learn it from this movie, but Norton Rad is an interesting character. I mean, you know. But uh, okay, let's watch a trailer. Yeah, let's
0: watch that trailer. As you may know, there have been unusual occurrences all over the world.
2: These were taken by one of our spy satellites three days ago.
0: We need a way to locate and intercept that object. What is it? We were hoping you could tell us. It's here. That's bad. That's really bad. We have to destroy this thing.
2: The with a surfer has affected your molecules. It could cause you to temporarily switch powers. you like
0: volunteer? No, hey, no, 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 no! Hey!
1: Oh my God! Come on!
0: You can't handle this alone. Everywhere this thing goes, Eight
2: days later, the planet dies. I'll let you know. Is at an
0: end. Okay. Hey, did you see who was in this trailer? Yeah. yeah. Andre Brower. Yeah. Yeah. Bone! Yeah. How dare you, Detective Diaz? I am your <laughs> superior officer. That is literally hilarious. Bone! I have
1: anything more funny in my life. Yeah. Okay.
0: That is my, fav- that is my favorite Uh, Holt moment. Really? Is when, when she's like, I just think you and your husband need to bone. What did you say to me? <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just the, the cut of him.
1: Bone!
0: <laughs> uh, so what's the yeah, IMDb so score for Fantastic
1: Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer? Came out in 2007, an IMDb score of sure. 5.6.
0: Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, and you know
1: what? I've watched this, and that's exactly correct.
0: <laughs> I saw this
1: oh. in the theaters. Oh. I'm like, maybe it'll be good. Maybe you know, uh, it's maybe huh? No. All right, man. Well. They know how to get a hold of us. What if they? Uh, do we need our social media? People know where. Yes, we of course are. we do. Of course we do. Casey, well, where can you know people what? find Yo, you? No,
0: look in the notes. Look in. The, yeah, look in the, the notes.
1: Look. We're there. We're,
0: we're there. there. Let's. Uh, God yeah. damn it! Hey, we're Casey. both just like God damn it! Fucking Fantastic Four! Fantastic Four! Damn it! Here's the good thing. We're done with this franchise.
1: That's true. That's true. Until they show up in the MCU, and then we'll be happy to see them. Sure. But you know Maybe, what? I'm happy hopefully. about. I'm happy about the fact that music for this podcast comes to us yep. from two different places. Our theme song is Take a Chance by Kevin McLeod. You can find his music at Incompetech.com. Our beer music is Feather Duster by Shane Ivers. Find his music at SilvermanSound.com.
0: God damn it. You know that both of us had pivots in this episode that made it seem like we were actual professionals.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty proud of that.
0: I'll tell yeah, you. That was a good one. That, that was, was a really good one. Thank you. All right, so that'll do it for the Superpod Hero Cast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan.
1: For Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic, and I've been your moderator, Dan Ryan. Be heroic. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Yeah, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. you
0: What do you? What's that restaurant you like with all the crazy shit on the wall and the appetizers?
1: I swear to God, if somebody says shenanigans again, I'm going to pistol whip them. What, shenanigans? <laughs> oh! Yeah. yeah. Who, knew, okay. who knew Brian Cox could be so funny?
0: Who knew? Brian Cox did. <laughs> I just can't imagine. You're sitting there, you're waking up one day, and you're like, you know what would be a really kick-ass name? Chase a face <laughs>